Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Cinematic Universe, the podcast that you've been waiting so long for. There are now 11 rings. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me are... James Hunt. Reese Williamson. Uh, today we will be discussing Destin Daniel Cretton's uh, 2021 film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That was, that's this year, right guys? The year we're in? Yeah. 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 Still currently, Came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some would say recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it did have come out. Yeah, it did. It did. Definitely came out. Did do a comic. Um, but before any of that, I'd like to ask James to explain a comic book concept that I just don't understand. Um, James, the news came out last week that Netflix are adapting Matt Wagner, Wagner's Grendel for TV. Mm. And uh, Comics Twitter seems to be on board. But uh, what is a Grendel? Who is uh, uh, the Wagner? And should we care? <laughs> I mean, I wish I was better informed for this one. Um, these were some indie comics that were kind of big just as I was getting into comics. Like, Matt Wagner was a big name at the time. Wagner, he was, right. He was doing... Um, I've always said it, Wagner. So I assume it's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did... He was doing a book called Mage and a book called Grendel. And they were, you know, getting a lot of acclaim in the sort of pre-image days, I think. Okay. Um, it's got nothing so, nothing to do with... Um, what's his face? Beowulf. Beowulf. I think it's, uh, it's certainly referencing Beowulf. I don't believe it's supposed to be the same guy, but I've, right, okay. I've literally never read these comics. But, um, you know, they're sort of 80s indie darlings. I was surprised, largely because I don't think Grendel's really um, been popular for you know close to a decade if not two decades um I, I don't know what more to say like it's just uh as near as i can remember it's a sort of vigilante story but it's been so long since i looked up anything to do with it is it is it just then netflix getting hold of some comics ip and you know the last one didn't work so let's try a different one and yeah, I mean, some, you know, comics IP with some some clout behind it. Well, that's it, yeah, with with some indie cred, I guess. Yeah, although, I mean, if this had happened, you know, 25 years ago, it would have been a huge deal. These days, it's just sort of, 
I'm I'm surprised. Oh, here's another one. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm yeah. Su- I'm surprised they went to this. Um, I'm I'm you know I'm not. They I, when I read this news, I I thought, oh, they had they. Ha- I'm surprised that that's available, and, they, and that has. I mean, obviously, I know it hasn't existed yet, but that yeah, you know that that the eighties moment scene is pretty well mined, you know. But um, well, I mean, that, the thing is though, like if if you're going for well. if you're going for Matt Wagner concepts. Mage is the one to go for, right? That's like mm. the guy, you know, a sort of modern wizard with a magic baseball bat. Like that's a cool image of nothing else. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, cynic, not cynically, but maybe you look at this announcement and you go, "Oh, this is the start of Netflix's Wagnerverse." Like, okay, and I guess we'll get Mage v Grendel in twenty twenty five, season two. You know, it's but that's like, how these things go. <laughs> Mage, Mage Joe is a sort of Arthurian riff where Mage Joe. <laughs> I'm available. It's like... It's like an, it's an Arthurian uh, riff where instead of Excalibur, he has, you know, Excalibur is in the form of a baseball bat. It's like, it's a really cool image and a great story and a very limited story. Like Grendel is kind of, you know, a lot of different short stories that were sort of mashed into a sort of vague chronology. I don't know. I just, I'm surprised they went for Grendel. It's a cool mask though. Like, yeah, like it's spawns, <laughs> spawns mask. It's yeah, it's spawns. Yeah, sure, but that you know, you don't have spawn. Maybe you get a Grendel. You got a cool mask. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of bit spawn, a bit venom. Yeah, There's I that... mean, it predates it predates those ideas, but yeah, yeah. Did you guys on Netflix? This isn't on the official news, Joe. So this might be news Ooh. to both of you. But I don't know. I, I think today they and I'm bringing it up because today they announced um, the new. Um, the new Mark Miller comic. And I just I just saw the headline. It was "What if vampires were superheroes?" And ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, I saw that's that. Fine, Miller. Yeah, that's. I guess that's that. That's a concept. Like, like Blade. What if super? I think is there's a team. No, and and what if it's like normal vampires, but they want to be superheroes? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think that'll be coming to Netflix too. Maybe that's in the Wagnerverse. I don't know. Well, I've googled yeah. it. It's called Nightclub. Oh, yeah, six, it's a six-issue <laughs> limited series. Who's drawing it? Uh, Greg Capullo, Ben, <laughs> oh, ben the sport artist, Ben Temple Smith, <laughs> and Ben Oliver. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hmm. that's who you would get for Mark Miller does vampires, but they're superheroes comic. Uh, to be fair, you know, James, he's he's got on the guys. Ben Temple Smith's an odd choice. He's very sort of murky and atmospheric, and Greg Capullo is very superhero. It's about a group of teenagers who get bitten by vampires and gain all the related powers we traditionally associate with bloodsuckers. Where this <laughs> one diverges is that most, from most vampire stories, is that these vampires decide to use their gifts curse to, slash curse to become superheroes. I imagine a superhero vampire show. It's a concept that Miller couldn't <laughs> believe hadn't already been tackled. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> come on he said when I put this together as a potential TV franchise we all loved it and couldn't Aww. stop seeing the comic version of this I always like to do at least one volume as a comic too plus the whole story is done and we have a pile of designs sitting here mm, Such be- it's this is true art <laughs> we have these designs here we may as well do uh, do a comic with them <laughs> anyway so yeah. a sidebar of the story but I guess Netflix are, oh, yeah, they're um, decent, they're scraping the barrel, they're down there. More they're excited for Grendel than Nightclub, I'll say that much. 
There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Grendel, I hit! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to uh, this month's comic book movie and TV news. And um, I think probably uh, we owe it to all of the listeners to spend a bit of time to- <laughs> talking about some trailers. Now, James, we've talked around this first trailer... And we, you know, we knew it was going to happen. We felt like it was coming for ages. We were like, oh, it will drop just after we do the episode of our podcast. Obviously, it then did. And mm-hmm. then it was like our most delayed podcast episode. First of all, trying to see <laughs> Shang-Chi and then having tonsils fit to record Shang-Chi. Um, the Spider-Man... Wait, I'm going to try and figure yeah. out about... No Way Home. No Way Home. Yes. Yeah. Um... Just maybe just a different number of words would have made it easier, but mm. I, you know, like I, I, I thought before we were recording the podcast, I should rewatch this trailer and typed in "Far From Home" <laughs> into YouTube. Um, maybe like "Home Go Bye Bye" or I don't fortunately, know. YouTube knew I, I was obviously not the only <laughs> idiot, and was like, and I was like, here's here's the trailer you're looking for. Nah. Uh, so yeah, the. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer finally dropped, um, and you know it's all, it's old news for everyone else listening. But um, we, I think, we need to talk about it because it's it's pretty. It, it feels like it's going to be a pretty pivotal um, movie mm. in the MCU moving forwards. I think a yeah, lot, a, although... lo- a lot of Spider-Man fans are excited. Um, I worry it's not going to make any sense if you haven't seen Loki, though. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this doesn't seem like a movie that's concerned with the events of Loki, does it? <laughs> Loki yeah. created the multiverse, did he? Yeah, uh, sure he did. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, so I guess for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, this is uh, picking up after the events of the last movie where Spider-Man's identity has been revealed um and that is apparently messing up his life and he would like for people not to know his identity anymore so he goes to dr strange who does a bit of magic and that magic goes wrong and then dr strange talks about the multiverse being something that they don't really understand and um and then there's lots of action and alfred molina shows up at the end What's your who? Oh. <laughs> it's it's weird, isn't it? I was thinking, like, I, I was trying to put myself in it because that's the big reveal at the end of this trailer, right? Is ah, yeah. look, it's Doctor Octopus, Alfred Molina. Now, yeah. I think any like, I I do wonder, like, how much of the audience that is plugged into Spider Man and superhero stuff enough anyway didn't know that you know if you're plugged in you probably knew alfred molina's coming back that was the big news for this movie and then if you if you're not plugged in enough do you do you care that the guy from the movie that came out when you were three is in this i don't know like (laughs) like for us nerds in our 30s this seems great (laughs) (laughs) just just in our 30s yeah 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 sure (laughs) (laughs) I don't uh, no. Well, I think you know it's all. Yeah, James, you go. I was going to say, surely, surely for those people, the excitement is just as much. Oh, look, it's Doctor Octopus, who is an iconic character. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. And I, I feel like Into the Spider Verse really educated a lot of people about multiverses, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think taken in isolation, that move is probably a strange one. But I think 
it's it's really hard to release a superhero trailer and have it not be about the meta text of it right yeah. like the conversation around that trailer is going to clue everyone in into everything they need to know before they set foot in the cinema and there was it's fair to say so much talk around this trailer like it it, yeah. it leaked and really some some poor vfx designer who, <laughs> whether intentionally or not his version got uploaded onto the internet with his name watermarked across the top of it and mm-hmm. um twitter was trying to dissect that first and then we got the actual trailer and um yeah, I, I think the most exciting thing probably for us in terms of new information was that cackle, right? The Green Goblin cackle. The Green Goblin cackle, because... Because that wasn't, that wasn't even rumoured, right? And, that and I get, right? But it, does, it doesn't confirm anything, but it really feels like that's, that's what it has to be, right? You don't, you don't put the... So the Fox, Jamie Foxx, we... They, they announced... Yes. So Molina, they announced... Fox they announced those those just were out there and so you don't put those out there and then put the goblin cackle in and not you you know the, the, the you have to you have to understand that then fans will assume what that means and would be disappointed then if, if the foe <laughs> isn't in it and then you kind of and then you spin further you know and then you kind of spin further out from there i was gonna say are people um, gonna be disappointed if dane dehan turns up as the green goblin uh yes they yes, will yes, yes, yes exactly just they like will. they're disappointed if dane dehan turns up in any movie <laughs> playing any character so <laughs> it, valerian was good it seems like what's potentially happening with the villains so if we've got willem, De- willem defoe coming in from the first spider-man we've got dr octopus confirmed from spider-man 2 it mm-hmm. seems from this trailer as well like maybe sandman uh there is a really yeah i was gonna say is there there's some sand there's some <laughs> sand I, I think there's some sandy stuff have i just imagined that <laughs> You just you went to the beach last weekend. That's you're just that's in your flat. That isn't real. That isn't the There was a shot on Twitter that people were speculating briefly showed the lizard in the background. It's really difficult to make out, but Risa fans is mm-hmm. lizard. We've got Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I, I'd be stunned if we don't have Michael Keaton coming back for this, and then potentially mm-hmm. you know then then the other one would be Mysterio, and whether he's around or whether he is just you know the inciting incident. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just re-watching the trailer there is absolutely a shot of sand you made me doubt myself there's like a big big <laughs> cla- yeah it looks like something's forming we're gaslighting forming you, out of the cloud so <laughs> Sandman confirmed I've, I, I've, I've confirmed it now um, <laughs> so yeah it, it, but if Mysterio so that's your six if right? Mysterio is the kind of you know the the force in the background that incited all of this and then you've got your six then yeah, you've got a multiversal Sinister Six. Sony finally gets that Sinister Six. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> they've been trying for so long. I mean, this movie is going to make so much fucking money because it's 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 like the Avengers team up movie that that you know somebody at Sony probably probably I don't know whether it was pre Spider Verse or post, but you know it just it just makes so much sense, and it will be it will be so exciting to see. You know, to see all of these, all of these characters from from these deck from you know, when's the first Spider-Man movie? Oh one, yeah. right? Yep. You know, that's twenty years. That's 
you know, that's I'm not saying it it probably won't have the same power of the the you know the Avengers Endgame team up, but, sure, but it could approach that, is, right? If they do it, there right, is something right. if and and if we do get Maguire and Garfield, which is ex- don't say if. yeah, which don't you which say is very if. very much expected. <laughs> You've all seen the leaked set, photo. but that's the that's the that's the kind of you know the Avengers team up. I mean, uh, uh, certainly an end game anyway you know that was like that was what we had to look forward to if you like it it never it never really seemed likely that you would have andrew garfield and no toby Maguire and tom holland in a movie so i get from a from a pure like nerd standpoint i think mm-hmm. that's gonna be really fun and um you know i love toby Maguire's spider-man everyone knows that you know <laughs> i love those movies and i really like that performance and Andrew Garfield I really like him as an actor and I hope that he gets a shot here to kind of do his <laughs> Spider-Man right yeah not just just basically turn up and be that character but not a dickhead <laughs> yeah, yeah you'd have to, you'd have to think that you know whatever whatever they've give whatever they've scripted for those guys and you know I'd probably Defoe and and Melina and you know all, I'm not sure you know the, the legacy of those movies maybe the Maguire ones aside uh, sorry maybe the Garfield ones are different because the legacy of those are more in question but the the, the, the Raimi ones like the legacy of those are, are pretty set so whatever they have and maybe the, what they have is just a, a huge swimming pool's worth of like a hundred dollar bills <laughs> but uh, if you know, I just gotta I have faith that they've they've given them something that they they think is worth returning for and they probably they this is the one shot you know I'm not sure we'll be seeing a, you know, Spider Verse, Spider Man in the in the multiversal Sinister Six war in six years with, who knows, you know, Jake Johnson live action yeah. and Miles Morales. You know, this is this feel this is probably the one. So if they're taking this, if they 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 they're going, you know, they're taking their shot. They they better not miss. No, I think I think we probably abs- <laughs> you know we absolutely will get that kind of movie, but it will just be a Sony movie. It won't be part. So I think, I think the, the current Spider-Man deal is up after this and mm-hmm. one more team movie appearance from Spider-Man. Uh, I, I mean, think. Zendaya was talking about this being like the final one on the deal. So yeah, but I, so I think it's the final one. It's the final, final Spider-Man one for all of them, movie. And then Tom Holland probably turns up by himself. Right? I think he can turn up in one more after this, but then, you know, Either then like last time, the deal would need to be renegotiated, or Sony goes. Do you know what? At this point, we're now comfortable walking away and doing it ourselves. Now you're just in Venom sequels. <laughs> um, that would suck. That would suck so much. But <laughs> I was in the MCU, and I've got a. I mean, it's like Venom Four. Like, this sucks for me. I hate this. <laughs> So Daya's in like the fifth Dune movie. She's bailed. I don't want to be in these movies, guys. <laughs> Basically, the latter day X Men movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tom Holland is like Jennifer Lawrence in First Class. Kill, no, kill, kill me off in the first act and talk about it in the in the publicity. <laughs> Please, I don't want to do these. <laughs> um, can we have the argument that James and I had when this trailer debuted, which I know I'm going to lose, but. Um, this to me, well, let's talk about the Doctor Strange of this trailer. Um, this to me felt inconsistent for the movie version of Doctor Strange. I still, I remain unconvinced. Uh, expand your controversial and friendship tearing view, please. <laughs> um, I just, um, I thought that the 
the the version of Doctor Strange that we've learned that we've met so far, it uh, hasn't hasn't been this much of a just you know maverick and like un- un- unless the you know unless the you know the way that they introduce him in this movie is that you know he's like got overly cocksure and arrogant because you know because of the Dormammu and then and then saving the universe and Endgame. Dormammu. But in Dormammu. In the, <laughs> Good sequence, guys. In the in the Avengers movies, he seemed like the kind of the wise, more sage. Like I've embraced this mm. sorcerer supreme role now. Um, I'm uh, yeah. I, I I'm kind of, yeah. That that he would be less. Mm. Whereas it does feel like here, it's like. You know, he's more reckless than Tony Stark. Tony Stark was the one in the first Homecoming who was like, no, stop being a dick, Spider-Man. Be responsible. And this is Doctor Strange going, yeah, whatever, we'll do it. We'll do a magic trick, even though my best mate's telling me not to. And James, I know that you are you are certainly of the view that this is exactly what you would expect from Doctor Strange given his comics history, and this is the kind of shit that he would do all the time. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that. But even in the movies, I don't, there's nothing in the movies that makes me think, oh, he wouldn't do this. I just, I think admittedly in Avengers, in Infinity War, he was a bit more sort of business like, but. But that's also because you had Danny Jr. in Yeah, that's the circumstance. That's because Robert Downey Jr. was there. Like, Mm. you know, when, if we look at the what if story that came out the other week where it's just Doctor Strange trying against all advice to achieve the thing he wants to achieve that that seems to me like a consistent version of the character like he's just arrogant enough to think nothing will go wrong when he tries to do whatever he wants to do and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't it might take some convincing in the movie you know because it's not unlike Downey and well, some you know I don't know if it was Happy Hogan. All of a sudden, he was a source of supreme. You know, Strange doesn't really have any any dynamic with Spider Man. So so they're going to have to pretty early doors. You know, because this movie is going to have a lot lot a lot in it. Yeah. So early doors, they're going to have to establish that mm. that one he's a bit different to Endgame. Uh, Strange two, he seems to want to do this thing for this kid. Doesn't really know that well. Three he's willing to do it even though Wong says not to do it you know that's that might be a, that might be a bit sweaty but but you know or he's <laughs> oh, yeah. Mephisto, he right? might be a scroll he could be a scroll <laughs> yeah, who knows sure. um what's what's your big hope for this movie based you know based on what uh, maybe something that's not out there like is it is it the the, the daredevil stuff is it I would love, I would love to see Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. I think it's still, I still think it's very unlikely, but I would enjoy it. My big hope. That one, yeah, I agree. That one feels, because also, you know, you've got, this cast is going to be insane. And I feel like Charlie Cox returning to the MCU in what will be, what will surely be a ca- like a cameo. It's going to, I don't know, if I were him, I might, I might have, I might have said, tried to say no to it because when you're competing with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire returns to Spider-Man after X years and, Oh, I did a shitty Netflix show like three years ago that some people like. I don't know. It the thing yeah, is, I, his, I would, his I would performance surprised. as Daredevil was great, mm. and he could carry a movie as that character. No, no question about disagree, it. Disagree, disagree. <laughs> no. I think Incorrect. he could. I think he could carry a Disney Plus show. Certainly. Yeah. Yes. So if they if they bring him if they said to him, "Do you want to come do a cameo?" and he goes, "Well, that puts me back in the action." Absolutely. <laughs> I'm back in the room, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he's mates with. Um, 
Zoe Ashton and with uh, what's his face? Sheamus? Yeah, Loki. Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Uh-huh. Yeah. So okay. I could I could see it happening. My my hope for the movie though is that um we get a satisfying coda for the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Like yeah, that yeah. by the end of this film they say like, Oh, he got his happily ever after, here's what happens to Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Just on a was, on a personal was... level, the the chance to see that story get a proper ending would would be something I would like to see. I read some I think it was like a Twitter poll from some rando. Uh, maybe James, maybe James, you shared it. I don't know. And it was like, which, which of is it is Maguire or Garfield going to die? You know, at the end of the second act, which of the, who's going to be of those two? Do you think that's does that feel likely that 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 will that'll be I, the kind of a you know the kind of I don't think in, into Act Three. I don't think what? those characters even turn up in Act Two. I think they, I think those Ooh. ones turn up just at the end of the film for a sort of fifteen-minute cameo sequence. So this this is this dovetails into my hope for the movie. I hope that the final act just goes bug nuts and yeah. <laughs> just just throws you know even if it's just for a flash. Like I I, I want payoffs on all of the stuff from the Raimi movies that I, I want to see. I want to see Bruce Campbell in here um, because I, I you know I, I expect he's going to turn up in Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. So show oh, yeah. give me a, give me another Bruce Campbell cameo. And That'd give, be a good post credits. Would be Bruce Campbell crossing over and just sort of. Sneaking off to turn up yeah. in Doctor Strange. Bruce Campbell would be a good Mephisto, right? Sure. <laughs> sure. Do you think... Wait, I'm not finished! The... I'm not finished! <laughs> I want to see Dylan Baker's lizard that was that, that we never uh-huh. got... That, that was teased for three movies and we never got the chance to see. I want to see the, um, the cast but never appearing villains from Spider-Man 4. So I want to see John Malkovich's Vulture... Um, yeah. I, I want to see Anne Hathaway's Black Cat. Uh, I just, I, 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 I want all of it, and I, I, I and I want, um, I also want this not to just be a sausage fest. Let's get Kirsten Dunst back. Let's get back still alive, ninety-four year old Rosemary Harris's Aunt May for a cameo. <laughs> you know, like so let's let's bring you know I, I, Emma Stone. I can't imagine wanting to be involved with this, but you know, just let's <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard then, whatever. But just don't. Don't just bring back the dudes. Yeah, no, I think Kirsten Dunst, at least, I would want to see. Like I say, my hope is that at the end of the movie, Tobey Maguire goes back to his universe. You know, he's married to Kirsten Dunst. Maybe they've got little spider kids. Everyone's happy. That's what I want to see at the end of that movie. Do you think we will see a live-action version of a character from Spider-Verse? I think Miles Morales is a very strong possibility for a post credits thing but but what i mean by that is sorry like a spider ham <laughs> no no like like do you think we would see a jake johnson spider-man or a shameet moore spider-man or a chris Pine uh, spider-man i think probably not but it will be fun it'll be fun the problem is guys this movie i don't know if so i don't know if um so what so the cinema cinemas you know open at like 10 a.m let's say early ones they have to close at some point i'm just <laughs> how is this movie not going to be you know 50 hours long it's just so you know that i think that's the worry that well i have two worries one that there's it can't that one movie cannot handle all this stuff and two I, I don't know if you just, we it, said we little, said that about adventures yeah it's flashing it's, it's this flashes little guy cameos i do i do I, john watts that's the yeah. issue is that john watts who does not yeah, exist okay, fair. he hasn't shown himself to be 
you know, well, capable of. There are two Rosso brothers. There were literally two of those. Yeah, guys, I don't. You know? I don't think that's the issue with fitting stuff into the movie. Like fitting stuff. Like because because all of this, like James says, you could you could get away. Like if 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 the other Spider Men turn up for five to ten minutes in the final act, everyone will be satisfied. They just they just will. You know, you're and as long as you've got. Spider-Man is your lead. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen the lion's share of um, Doctor Strange in the trailer as well. Like, he turns mm-hmm. up for that stuff at the start, goes off into the multiverse to try and figure it out, and turns back up at the end. Uh, like, I I think... It's your kids, Peter. I, <laughs> it's your kids. I think you, can sit, I think you can sit through lots of little, you know, fun little multiverse references. You know, like I said, it just even even if it was just a flash of, you know, uh, of um, Toby Maguire looking through a portal at Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane, you know, that's, uh, that's enough. Um, I don't know. People loved Spider-Verse because because of that because of it it was a great story and all that spite all that multiverse shit was on top of it and then i wonder whether you you the warriors sony learns the wrong lesson oh from yeah that. that's they love them they love the multiverse that's shit. entirely like, possible Verse was great but, it was a great movie what, it was a good character what i'm right? saying is two, two hours you know which i would two hours two hours 20 maybe given it's a mcu movie um that's a long time to get a lot of references and stuff yeah and yeah the quality of the movie is you know it's impossible to know from a trailer especially one that you know that that's as just kind of let's just (laughs) front loaded with the first act yeah front loaded with the first act and then just a bit of a montage after that like it's impossible to know whether the movie will be any good i haven't loved the these tom holland spider-man movies so far but i like tom holland i like zendaya um i you know that it's you're right, you know, it, it entirely comes down to, has it got a good script and has it got... A, and I think John Watts is, you know, obviously someone who's comfortable working within the market. They've handed him Fantastic Four, so they're, they're clearly happy that he can deliver the movie that gets put on his lap. Um, what if John Watts was Sam Raimi? And that was where Sam Raimi's been for like the last <laughs> 10 years. That would be incredible. <laughs> I just put it out there, guys. When, and he's and it's a multiversal Sam Raimi. I'm just, I'm just, this is just. Like we'll see, but um, it's it, <laughs> we will. See. It's difficult for nerds like us not to get excited about the, the <laughs> Sam Raimi, the promise of uh, our favorite Spider Man, uh, our favorite Spider Man all teaming up. Well, I think I think this could I think this would be the biggest grossing film globally of this calendar year. I'm going to put that down. I'm going to think it'll make more money than Bond. I think. Yeah, I'll put it down. I'm going to put that down. It won't. Okay. It, 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 when's it? What's its release date? December seventeenth. Yeah, because then doesn't it, <laughs> doesn't it weirdly? I know it would. It it just keeps going, doesn't it? Because American Sniper was like one of its was it the top grossing movie in the US that year? Because it just made all of its money into January and February when nothing else was around. Played like a blockbuster That's during right. awards season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Toby Maguire wins uh, best supporting actor at the Oscars next year. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, should we move on to the second big Marvel trailer? Mm. Mm-hmm. The more surprising one. Um, Hot take: the one that I am more excited for. It's Hawkeye. Are you? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> this oh looks God. great. I love Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> and James, I don't, I don't know if you. It was quite subtle in the trailer, but apparently this this series is going to be set at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got oh, we got yeah. our first look at Hawkeye, which um, for me was a little bit of a surprise because on the uh, on the docket for the Disney Plus TV shows, it uh, Ms. Marvel always looked like it was coming first. It was. Um, it was shot before Hawkeye, I believe, or it certainly went into production before Hawkeye did. Um, so I was kind of expecting Ms. Marvel to be the next show after uh, What If. Why if? Yeah. Now, I do wonder if... They totally didn't. They announced the opposite of that like ages ago, Joe. Did sorry they? To <laughs> producer hat. Sorry just to say, that's just when, wrong. When did... they, they absolutely announced that Hawkeye was late 2021. And Ms. Marvel was early twenty. No, that's like that's that's ago. bollocks. You've made that up. No, gen- genu- <laughs> genuinely, I think you've made that up. <laughs> okay, well, only time will tell. <laughs> well, no, then we'll we'll have to go back into the wayback machines to figure that out. But I'm, you know, I've, I've had to put it into lots of spreadsheets, Reese, when I'm figuring out our yeah, schedule. Okay, fine. Um, fine, fine, fine. I might be wrong. Uh, yeah. So anyway, if I'm wrong. I'll edit this. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, oh, here we go. On Wikipedia, the most venerable of sources, Ms. Marvel is set to premiere in late 2021. So um, it's it, that's certainly not the case anymore. Now, what I... Th- but this is fun. The, list, the listeners will not hear this. No, they will. No, this is like chill. No, they will, because this, this is the interesting <laughs> shit that they come for. Because <laughs> I, I wonder whether the fact that Hawkeye is set at Christmas meant that meant that this was kind of immovable. That it, had to, yeah. it had to air across December. And then when Loki got pushed back, However, you know, however many times it did earlier in the year, there just wasn't the gap to release Ms. Marvel anymore, so that got bumped. And I, I, I fully, I fully think that's what happened here. Yeah, and I imagine that we'll probably see that very, very early next year, mm-hmm. uh, because you know it also has to come out. You, you'd probably want a, a, as big of a gap between Ms. Marvel and the Marvels as possible, um, mm. which she's also going to star in. Anyway, but this this series, Hawkeye. Um, um i don't know if you've again quite subtle um some people on twitter have spotted some similarities between this and the fraction (laughs) i run on hawkeye Hmm. um interesting the logo's a little bit similar um it's it has been quite fun especially for me who would put myself in this category of um nerds on twitter who are (laughs) my level of comic nerd which is I've read ten comics. I've read the ones that I've been told to read. We're all like, <laughs> uh, you might not. Yeah, this uh, it's actually based on a really good, uh, really good run from Matt Fraction. What are your favourite <laughs> Matt Fraction comics? I don't know, mate. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the little known run that everyone has read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and so yeah, the the setup for this is. I, again, I think, you know, kind of the setup is vaguely what we'd expected based on what we'd heard on the show so far, uh, of the show so far, which is that Hawkeye's, um, I, I still think, ill conceived uh, subplot in Avengers Endgame, where he became a mass vigilante who uh, committed some hate crimes. Um, <laughs> because he was sad that his family was dead, though. Yeah, he didn't like yeah. it. He kind of annoyed it. Uh, so he he went off and killed a load of dudes, and then um, some. Well, and this is this is the twist, I guess. That is that someone turns up in that costume again, which draws out the the villains who were wronged by him back in the 
in, in during the blip, I guess. Um, and it turns out that that person is Kate Bishop, who is a big Hawkeye fan. She's dressed up as him because she's a fan. And the two of them now need to team up because the bad guys are coming after them. And it's Christmas, and it's New York, and it's... Um, it looks like... I, I just think this looks like a hoot. And um, I, I've said this every time we've talked about Hawkeye in the MCU. I think whenever Jeremy Renner has been given something to play, he's done well with it. It just so happens that in more than half of his appearances, he's been <laughs> given nothing to play. Certainly an argument. Well, what's it? I mean, like, so in Thor, he just sits in a he sits in a uh, tree. I don't know where he sits up in the rafters. Um, in he gets brainwashed in the Avengers to the point that Joss Whedon had to apologise to him and write a bigger role. He's great in Age of Ultron. Like, it, is he? He's great in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Is he? He's he's uh, the 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 family stuff is really nice. His he's certainly there. His his stuff with Scarlett Hansen's really and the scene the scene after he after he comes out of being brainwashed in the first Avengers movie with Scarlett Hansen's really strong. Um, mm-hmm. He the the stuff with Aaron Taylor Johnson and the stuff where he talks Scarlet Witch out of the house and convinces her to become an Avenger. All of that stuff mm-hmm. where they kind of pitch where Joss Whedon's pitch I think for Hawkeye in that movie is what if Hawkeye was a dad. Um, and he's a he's a good dad in that movie. Um, he has some okay moments in Civil War, but you know, like most of the supporting cast in that film, doesn't get anything to do. And then, yeah, in Endgame, he, um, yeah, I, I think is a is a very ill conceived subplot where yeah, it's, it's not it's not yeah. in Infinity War at all, and then. Yeah. Which is which also was probably a mis- probably a mistake yeah. maybe, but there was a lot of that. But I think he he, he yeah. the two good scenes that he gets are the pre credit sequence where his family gets dusted, and then the yeah. moment that he realizes they're back, and he's great in both mm. of those moments. And I I just think like the reason that everyone is so down on Jeremy Renner is because. From his introduction, he has felt like a spare part as a character. Like, they haven't known what to do with Hawkeye. And it's almost like, ah, what can we get Hawkeye to do this time? What can we... Can we figure out some reason why it would be... Why he should be around? Because we've got Jeremy Renner (laughs) under contract. And and here, you've got, I I think, a, a good narrative reason, you know, to focus a story around Hawkeye. You've got, uh, I mean, like this trailer played yeah. like a Shane Black trailer to me. I thought, like, with the, it was in fairness, right? It was a good trailer, and I think I will enjoy this this series. Like, if it if it lives <laughs> okay, up, if it lives up to the promise <laughs> of the trailer, then it's going to be very good. Like, it's going to have more of the Marvel tone than the previous movies. Which for good, for you know for better or worse were doing their own thing and didn't really feel like movies. But maybe well, I, I was I thought James was going to say this. I was going to be like, I'll speak. For, I'll, I agree with James, but he didn't go on set. <laughs> but you know, but I wonder whether he's already like I think I am, and Joe maybe maybe it sounds like you're not, but already feeling a little bit burned on the. Disney <laughs> I am. Shows. I am feeling burned. And this and this, I'm just I kind of worry that this in all the press, just like for Falcon, they're like, oh, it's a buddy show, and it's these two guys, and this will be like, yeah, it's like a Shane Black movie, it's set at Christmas, and then and then it kind of isn't, it isn't really that, 
and it's just another sort of three and a half, four star. Well, no, four stars high. Three and three, you know, three and a half star. One of these, and you know, yeah, that's the that's my, the my I hope. don't I don't know that I'm seeing much from this trailer that makes me think this is a going to be really different and therefore good, or or this is this is going to be all all a you know a great version of what these Disney Plus shows have been, the ones that have been great. Because I guess they haven't they haven't been any really good ones in my view. I mean, my hope is that it. it delivers on the promise of looking like a sort of you know buddy action movie with that kind of parental dynamic um i i worry that what we're going to end up with is you know an episode where the two hawkeyes are stuck in a warehouse (laughs) chatting to each other for an entire episode (laughs) yeah like if they if they can be consistent i will be very happy to watch this even though i'm not a massive fan of renner or his hawkeye who doesn't really feel like hawkeye to me like and the, mcu I, yeah. hawkeye is so different to comics hawkeye mm. that it's really hard for me to to feel that connection and also I, imagine imagine the fraction and i influence on it the, uh, what i'm interested to see here though is maybe where those two versions of hawkeye meet in the middle because mm-hmm. this you know the trailer does front end the family stuff because that is his defining feature in the mcu is he's got a family um i i imagine there will be a lot of stuff about having you know just with with black widow having lost someone and the the sacrifices that heroes make and um i imagine the the stuff that i think people kind of raised an eyebrow when he gave his uh interview i think it was with entertainment weekly about the relationship between kate bishop and um and Clint Barton in this show I imagine it will be slightly paternal and slightly shit I just want to protect her because the last sidekick I had you know um, ended up sidekick well wow. get, well best mate yeah. partner. <laughs> partner yeah well kind yeah kind of I guess they he was on the on the line sidekick how dare you I was how very Hulk I was Black Widow's sidekick if anything that's what I was in that's arrows. what I was trying to imply uh, um sure. but yeah so I I I, I I, I would like to see where that meets in the middle because there is there's a there are moments in this trailer and the one that properly sold me is the little um the little kind of like double take biting of the lip that Jeremy Renner does um after Kate Bishop fires that fires the explosive arrow and she's like, There are more explosive mm. arrows than this one and he kinda of does like a mm. <laughs> like he's like he's that cat in Puss in Boots, um, and I just I I I think Renner is capable of having more fun in this role if they allow him off the leash. And um, and don't bet against Hayley Stein. Well, I mean, that's the that's the she's other a thing. Yeah, star. Right. I was, really I was about fun. to say she's great. The thing the thing yeah. that got me in this trailer was just how immediately like yeah yeah Hayley Steinfeld's like oh yeah you want to spend time with that character like the bit where she mm-hmm. falls through the ceiling. Like just cranks me up, but that basically is Haley Steinfeld in just about everything. Yeah, because... in everything, and that's why Bumblebee is so good as well. <laughs> the, re- the, so... the the only reason that Bumblebee remains watchable. <laughs> I think it's, it's better James, than that, but yeah. My memory of I, I, my memory of Kate Bishop in the comics is that she's more, especially in Young Avengers, she's more the kind of cold, calculating. Not she's yeah, not in is that fair not to say? in young not in this series. Not... In Young Avengers, okay. in Young Avengers, she's more like that. In right. in um, the Fraction Iron, they sort of bring her a bit closer okay. to Hawkeye and being a bit kind of bit 
bit impetuous, a bit kind of yeah, bit kind of aware of the fact that she's in someone else's shadow and wanting to carve out her own niche. Yeah. Um, and then we we should mm. say as well that, that also turning up in this trailer with a very severe uh, villain haircut is uh, <laughs> Vera Farmiga, who apparently is playing mm. Eleanor Bishop, uh, who is Kate's mum, okay. but. It really did. That just one shot of her made made me think. Oh, that she's just filling the Madame Mask, Madame Mask yeah. role without being Madame Mask. Yeah. And yeah, I just and who and who else do we who else do we know is in this? Echo is in this, right? Echo, yeah. Echo is in this. Um, is that kind. Who else? Uh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh's Black Widow will be in here in some capacity. Uh, okay, whether that's whether that's you know a few episodes of the whole thing, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine given that we'll probably also see um, Julie Louis Dreyfus at some point. Uh, we've got mm. Lucky the Pizza Dog. Um, <laughs> we've got um, Brian Darcy James in an unspecified role. Um, okay. Yeah, um, and then also the other one of the other stars of this trailer was obviously the uh, the cast of Rogers the Musical. <laughs> yes that was that was a really fun that was really fun i like that a lot yeah yeah i mean a, a, a twist or a joke they've done a few times now um with yeah what is it in the in the thor movies you've got them doing the performance mm-hmm. uh in the mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy movie you had those posters i, I think it, it actually was more in deleted scenes than the movie itself but like there was a tony start biopic and that kind of thing um but i mean <laughs> the one shot of that the one shot of the broadway stage looked fantastic yeah yeah um yeah and also i mean a, a really a really smart you know just from a more step back disney plus sort of appointment tv thing i, I just think really smart to, i don't know what i'm presumably the hawk the we're doing a hawkeye show came first and then the kind of christmas piece came in but you know to to have a streaming show kind of run over that yeah. period where especially in the US that they you know the, the programming on linear TV is, is much reduced and I looked at the dates you know basically the, the penultimate episode will hit the, the Wednesday before Christmas on the Saturday mm-hmm. so presumably that's the that's the actual Christmas Day episode I would have thought and then the, the finale hits just the week after year. which is probably a new a New Year's episode I mean that's just that just is really smart I just think that's really smart mm-hmm. uh, and potent programming. and it's and you're gonna you're you know? gonna want to you're, you're probably not gonna want to sit on it for that reason are you if you if you are the kind of person who's right. like oh maybe I'll catch up with Hawkeye next month or in a few you're not ah oh, no I'm, I'm gonna watch it now because it's a Christmas thing Mm-hmm. And Christmas, you know, think about Bridgerton last year, right? Christmas is, it's kind of a time when people maybe want to watch something and, Christmas, and so they, they're not working. Christmas is absolutely the time every year where something yeah. pops up on streaming that no one is expecting to catch on and does. Like your Bird Box or Tiger King. <laughs> yes, or like, yes. Like fucking Bird Box. That ever, like, which, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, for me, for me of all people to say this, the shitty version of A Quiet Place, which is a, gi- a gimmick movie to begin with. Um, and everyone was obsessed for like a month. <laughs> Go to work! <laughs> it's because we have this kind of the, the social media industrial complex that's that's word up and runs at like high speed 24-7 for, you know, 11 and a half months a year. And then there's just this one little period where the world slows down a bit. 
and it just leaves a gap because the, that machine is is spinning at full speed, <laughs> and things get in. And I think this year it's going to be Renner. It's going to be he's going, he's going to relaunch his app this in this period because this is the moment. Get in with the app. Hawker has an app now. Big big moment for Renner. <laughs> yeah, this this, uh, this series is uh, debuting exclusively on the Jeremy Renner app. Um, anyway, James, I, I I think to draw this to a close, I just just want to translate this for you. This is my Armor Wars. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, now I understand what an idiot you must think I am. <laughs> oh, can I... Sorry to do this for the second time in this episode. Can I... Did you guys see this new story that, that, that was I'd read earlier? Probably not if you didn't the, buy the, the document. <laughs> <laughs> the right... That, that they, they picked a writer for Armor Wars. And it's, the, it's the guy who, who wrote or who ran Black Monday, which starred Don Cheadle. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was interesting. That's all. That was all. There you go. There you go. That's for you. That's for you, Jeff. Makes, makes game nice. work. <laughs> bought uh, bought an Avengers uh, kids magazine the other day because it had a War Machine minifig on it. Uh, <laughs> 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 is he your number one boy? Is yeah, that, yeah. Is he like hundred percent. Okay, he's just absolutely top level. Ride player. or die. Ride or die. DC. <laughs> no Emmy for Don Cheadle though. Yeah. No Emmy for Don. One day when he shows up for maybe more than you know four minutes, maybe <laughs> get him an Emmy. That's four minutes is generous. Four minutes is generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super generous. I'm including uh, the translated versions of the of the credits uh, that he would appear in, <laughs> including all of that. Okay, uh, one final piece of news. I want to cover this quickly before we get into <laughs> our Shang Chi chat. Um, there has been an announced Wolverine game for the PS5. Um, and I, I kind of feel like for, you know, superhero games, a lot of the time people are, eh, whatever, you know, we haven't really talked about that Avengers game much, but, um, cause it stinks. <laughs> people are hyped because this is an insomniac game and they mm-hmm. made the Spider-Man yeah, PS4 Spider-Man games. games yeah. Um, so people think that this is something to be excited about. Now I've played the first Spider-Man. I've enjoyed swinging through that city so much. Um, and I, I also uh, played uh, back when they did a, a Marvel crossover a year or so ago. Um, I played the Fortnite. Um, I played for- Fortnite when they were doing the Marvel stuff. And Boo, you, this podcast has been cancelled. You, can, you, you got to like... Um, you got to like uh, grab like certain superhero superpowers, at, or, or you could become Wolverine for a bit. And the yeah, the Wolverine stuff was the best because he just <laughs> fucking tore around and like absolutely yeah. savaged people. Um, I can I can totally imagine how a Wolverine game would be really fun. Um, so, are you guys excited? Are you pre-ordering it now? What's going I'm on? I'm very excited. I like. Yeah, I, it's it's been a while, but um, there was a Wolverine game on the SNES that was very bad, but I loved it. There was uh, a Wolverine game on the Xbox 360 that was very bad, but I loved it. I'm really no, hoping that, was better. that, that was it was better. better. It was better than that the was movie. The one released for the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was the the, the, the X Men. It was a loose tie-in with X Men Origins that shared yes. some plot elements and also shared a lot of not uh, didn't share a lot of plot elements. But um, <laughs> I liked that. And so I'm hoping, even if this one is mediocre, I will probably love it because it's a Wolverine game. And, you know, there, I feel like there is scope to do a Wolverine game that is as good as 
the likes of Arkham Asylum. And what do you, what do, you do plot-wise with a Wolverine game? So, be, like, oh, I'm thinking... Joey, mate, <laughs> there's so much fucking... Well, this is... James would agree with you. No, no, the, the Wolverine, the Wolverine you lore... Sorry, you, you seem to... Insane. You seem to have taken this as if I was asking that as a loaded it's question. It's insane! <laughs> so... There's so the much sp- shit that nobody's covered, that nobody's touched, because it's all so crazy. <laughs> the s- and this game could just do all of so it. So the Spider-Man game, it is pretty much fully world-built Spider-Man in New York. He's already, like, in the first scene, you're fighting Kingpin. And, like, with those Arkham Asylum games, it's, you know, it's a very established Batman with all of the villains in Arkham already. Like, do you do you do that with Wolverine? Do you just drop into, like, this is Wolverine's world? Do you put the other X-Men in it? Or do you just take him off and do his own adventure? Is it, like, is it the well-trodden story of Wolverine trying to discover the secrets of his past? What's... Uh, well, I, if I was doing it right, I would I would set it in Madripoor. Um, Hell yeah. I would have Wolverine, you know, trying to get to the bottom of some criminal activity of some sort. Madripoor's the place we saw in... Um... Yeah. Than the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but this the, would be like that we all assumed was uh, was teeing up something in Shang Chi, but was actually they they were yeah. just like, no, that was shit. We'll do Macau. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would have the other X Men in there as cameos. Um, but you don't. I mean, you do not need. You well, don't. Like, what, cost is yeah. so vast, and again, I think for me the exciting bit is even that Spider Man game, which I loved. And felt like it was doing it, you know, enough of a twist on on this on the story we had seen before. But we kind of had seen those stories before. We'd seen those characters before. I feel like with Wolverine, the you know the kind of Jackman Wolverine stuff in the movies, and you know the the, the limited other sort of adaptations of him. There's there's just so much crazy stuff in that in the backstory, and, and you know to, the, the all of his Jap- all of his sort of Japanese stuff, all of his. Weapon X stuff that's you know the movies just never got to you know ma- like Maverick or <laughs> so, you know James Cyber Cyber's Cyber, mental yeah. get Cyber in this yeah, game yeah some of the good nineties get all of his clones stuff get great. all of his sons get Dakin in there every there's, there's just so much fun stuff Albert so and LCD gotta get him in there gotta get the weird robot guy in there um so much stuff Yukio so much so many great characters and, and I'm totally with you open world Madripoor he's got a motorbike he's, he's <laughs> the, you know he's you can play all and all the costumes you know the thing with the Spider-Man yeah. game all the yeah, different right all the Wolverine versions the, oh my god there's like you know you could probably fill like eight, 18 games of just costumes for Wolverine there's so many costumes you could do bone claws I'm just I'm here for bone claws you could do the bone claws I think what we've established here is there's going to be a fuck ton of downloadable content <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it I'll buy a PS5 I'm buying a PS5 for this game I, um, I, which will probably come out in I still years. staunchly refuse to buy downloadable content it's like no it's just an extra part of the game I don't care I, I paid 50 quid for the game I'm not you know, having any more of my money mm. these days you pay like 70 do you quid. oh fuck no I'm, yeah. I'm out how much is, for, how much is Fortnite <laughs> they get Fortnite. I'll get you. You'll spend seven hundred dollar uh, quid yeah, on that. I'm buying new hats. Is what you'll pay never, for on that. Never spent a fucking. Penny. Wolverine's got a lot of hats. Never spent a penny. I used to be like that, like fifteen years ago, Joe. And what 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 happened? What, what happened? happened? <laughs> I thought, well, you know, if I want to play more Pokemon, I can pay you know ten quid to buy another five hours of Pokemon. I'm happy with that. Smart. You figured it out. You figured it out. You did. You cracked the code. <laughs> 
Uh, economics. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> that's it for this week's comic book movie news. At, uh, comic are book we, movie and, just, and games section, I guess. Are we not going to mention Matrix 4 at all? Like, uh, we don't have to talk I about really it a lot. About it. But I we really should say, it, but... looks fucking great. But it's not comics, though. That's the only thing. I know no, you guys did it. We this, are, we are a show. superhero movie podcast. Mm. Comics and superhero movies. And okay. as, as we ascertained during the Matrix podcast, Neo is a superhero. <laughs> Okay, I mean, it would be the best trailer we've we've talked about then, but by a by a factor of about about fifteen hundred. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so I mean, wow. Um, and if you want to talk, and in a, in a way, it was interesting that you know that the closeness of to the Spider Man trailer, and I know the Spider Man trailer didn't do any of the Maguire Garfield stuff, but the Matrix, you know, the actual release this year will be the similar kind of play. It's a nostalgia play to, you know, like to I guess people of our age roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, the Matrix feels a lot less. Well, it just is a lot less. Um, you know, delved into after that third movie came out, <laughs> which has just left fertile ground. You know, it's Spider Man. We've had a load of freaking Spider Man movies, <laughs> including two. There's just been a lot of that stuff and a lot of superhero movies. Whereas this, this could be. Yeah, this this just as a nostalgia play, just just getting people bums on seats that opening in, weekend, whatever the quality of the movie. Wow, it, I, I'm I'm so. In excited. terms of you know of you know all the franchise movies, because um, they're they're the ones that you get hyped for. That's the one for me of ev- of everything. Like I love Bond, right? I, I absolutely adore Bond, but. If you put the two in front of me now, I'd be like, "Give me, give me, Matrix. <laughs> give me, Matrix, give me yeah. more Matrix, please." And like, I and mm. uh, you know, I I, I completely um, sympathise with the view that the sequels are not very good. Or as I as uh, but uh, the argument I will always make is they are they're more in- they are good. They're more interesting <laughs> to talk about than most good movies. Like there's there's so much in them, um, and there's and and I think Reloaded is uh, is is the better of the two, and has and has has got some very good stuff in it, um, and yeah, it, it, and like I don't I don't want a you know I don't want a fourth movie that comes along and ignores like the lore of those two movies because they do exist and they are part of it, and ah, oh, it just looks great, it looks so good, um, I'm. I'm just saying, don't be, surpri- don't be surprised. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if we do an episode on Matrix Four. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what James is saying is try and stop him we from are. doing an episode on Matrix Four. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the problem? Because they, you know, Eternals and Matrix and Spider Man, they'll just all are they? They're, they're pretty. They're close-ish together, right? Eternals. Right? Eternals is end of November. Spider Man is mid December. <laughs> Matrix. When's Matrix? End of December. Who knows? It's I fine. Think? They're all. They're all going to move again yeah. anyway. <laughs> okay uh, so that is it for our movie and video games news segment Uh, we will um, take a quick pause we're not going to talk about the trailer for the for the Batman uh, podcast that that they released this week come on we have to talk about this we'll take a quick pause now to listen to the trailer for (laughs) Shang-Chi and then we will be back with our uh, it's from the start there's been a long enough gap spoiler filled thoughts on the movie Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told my men, they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Glad I was right. You're just a criminal who murders people. Be careful how you speak to me, boy. Okay, guys, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, James, you saw this at a press screening, so it's been a long time since you saw it this movie. It has been a very long time. In, fa- in fairness, I've seen it twice. So. Right, okay. Reese, you were threatening to go back and see it a second time. Did you see it twice? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start there, then? Why, why, why did you not return? Well, uh, I really liked Shang-Chi when I saw it. I it is it has faded in memory for me quite significantly, which which I think played into why I didn't want, I didn't sort of think to see it again after that you know past that second weekend it was out because I saw it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean yeah, if we'd have recorded this you know whatever two and a half years ago when the movie came out, I would have been I think I would have been a lot hotter on the movie than I am now. I just I just it's yes it's faded for me a bit and and. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad to be a one of three and to have sort of 
just my take of, of a group of three because that shouldn't be like my review of the movie like oh, i saw it a month, saw it a month ago i can't remember but um I, I i i think that speaks a little bit towards towards some of the and you know it's just a wider it's a wider mcu movie thing which is that you know and we all know this is not a new this is not a hot take there's not a new idea but you know they they're aiming for that for that they they know where they're aiming and it's not it's not the top and they're aiming lower and they 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 because it's a easier target they hit it but i think perhaps that means that pieces of the movie are just are less memorable than they could have been you know and uh, I, but i really I, I i liked it a lot i liked you know i liked i liked simulu i liked i liked aquafina uh i think i'm probably a little bit less hot on tony lung than 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 the consensus i think um i loved all the friggin' like dragons and shit in the last act that 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 surprised me even though because we do this podcast we absorb every kind of info on these movies that we possibly can that still sort of surprised me how the movie kind of concluded but um yes it just hasn't stayed with me and i think to be honest with you black widow and this isn't a black widow review podcast but black widow just sat with me a little a little sort of deeper i think for longer um that movie I feel like I can recollect better and, and yeah, just some of it just I thought that movie got a little deep in my opinion, got a little deeper on some of its themes than than Shang Chi did. Uh, but I'm but I also think that I'm not sure that that's the consensus. I I so, so, yeah, I, like I wonder um and James, we can get get onto your wider thoughts on the movie um, mm-hmm. after this. But I do wonder what what you're saying there, Reese, about, you know, like it it, it its place in the MCU, I guess. I do think there is something that does feel a little bit deflating about the way this movie ends, and it's just like, and the the cogs of the MCU keep turning. It's like, oh, you're you're one of the guys now. So, something else, you know, it like it, it it it's just like, oh, we did that big thing, and you you've got to wait a while for the for the next big thing to happen, and. I don't know, like, I, I think the moments that I enjoyed this movie the most were when it was purely its own thing, when it was, and this is a movie that does a lot of world building, um, <laughs> and is doing that world building well into the third act. Um, but yeah, what what I enjoyed most was the, was this new world that we were looking at. And if that wasn't part of the MCU, it, you know, and obviously there are, you know, we talked about this a million times. There's benefits and drawbacks to being part of this this wider thing. But this was one of those movies that I kind of thought, if this was its own thing, and we could have actually, you know, like, like we we that stuff didn't need to be teased out, and we didn't need to pause for cameos or references. That uh, this would have probably been a slicker movie. Um, like I, 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 I think I think for MCU reasons, I don't really know the lead character by the end of this movie. I don't really I don't really get him because the most pivotal part of his backstory was not shown. Oof. And I think that's I, I genuinely think that's for sequel reasons. I mean, and that's not just MCU. Really? Yeah, I think I mean, really. It, it, I, okay. it struck it struck me as a bit. Here's here's a wow. here's a photo okay. here's a photo of Janet Van Dyne. We're not going to show her face. I I did wonder. That wasn't actually, my take at all. Yeah. See, hmm. when I was when I was in the cinema, I was wondering: did they not show that because they want to build up it later, or did they not show it because having your hero kill someone 
would make it hard for you to really get on board with yeah, the character. Yeah, that's right. That's what I thought. I and didn't. Also, I think maybe they, it's a bit sorry. of column A, a bit of column B. Yeah, maybe. But if they think that if they think that that's a, that's a sequel hook, oh, what did Shang Chi do when he was uh, this teenager? No, no, like, no. I, I no, but the, the, se- the sequel hook is showing that scene with someone who yeah. you intend to and bring then, back in then, that movie. Yeah, them being like, oh, actually, yeah. that person he killed had a kid, and now Shang Chi's fighting that person's kid or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I just lost half a star from this film. Actually, that's that's really I, that's bummed. I, I, that's bummed me I, out. I, I, and so, but to focus in on that moment, I think that you know when you because I do think this is emblematic of a movie where I, uh, you know, I kind of agree with what you said about a lot of the cast. Uh, I mean, uh, not on Tony Long. I thought Tony Long was great. Um, I uh, I liked Okafina. Um, I, I liked um, is it uh, Jai Ling, his sister. Um, mm. I, and and I kind of thought like actually of of the major characters in this movie, I think everyone has better arcs than our lead does, and has and and maybe has better moments. Um, because the 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 only thing that they go into with with Shang Chi is his relationship with his dad, which in every scene he's in with Tony Lung, he is so overpowered from a a charisma point of view and <laughs> and actually when you dig into what probably is the interesting aspect of that character it's the gap between him going to america to kill someone yeah. and staying in america and building that version of his life because the two the young shang chi and the grown shang chi don't really they don't mm-hmm. mesh so the interesting stuff is in the middle and even in all of the world building that's the stuff that we didn't see and so I, I left the film kind of going, and and I and I think probably the last time I felt like this was Doctor Strange, where I was like, oh, I kind of like the world that you've built here, and I and I you know I hope I see more of um, this, that, and the other, but I don't really feel like you've figured out your lead character yet. Yeah, yeah. What what is interesting about Shang Chi apart from that he is this sort of martial arts uh, talent in super talent in the MCU. What's interesting about him? I, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. And I think the movie think I think the movie thinks that what's interesting is uh, probably not the dad relationship. You know, going forward, it's more that sort of his oh he's got this dark darkness that he that he fight. You know, he not just that he's overcome, but he sort of he you know he's got this duality. Maybe perhaps right. He's from this. His dad is this evil villain, and he did this. He did a bad thing, and that lives with in him, and that's something he struggles with. I think that's what the movie thinks. It, it, I think that's what we're trying to get yeah. trying to get across. But I just didn't. I just almost didn't feel that I, at all I, in, in the movie because because that that seems to be what they're selling the you know the final um, yes uh, that you know it's like you need to embrace both sides of who you are. Um, except in the scenes that he's not sharing with Tony Lung, I I didn't I, I wasn't really convinced that he was anything but his mother's son, you know. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the mis- and I think the, the for that thread the 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 big mistake the movie makes is to hide. Okay, fine, you know I, maybe I'll go along with you that they want to they kind of want to hide or want to keep the actual sequence for a sequel, sure, but but they to even hide sort of. You know, because they just they reference obliquely. He's got this thing in his past. They reference it obliquely for for most of the movie, and it only kind of comes out at the end 
that 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 he was sent to America do to do this bad thing. You put you know that that it's it's that kind of thing of. I remember I I did a like a comedy writing course at some point, and I remember one of the the, the teachers there said, "Come back, <laughs> you you can't." You know, some people would write jokes or write scenes where where the the funny bit, the funny reveal of the sort of dynamic was at the end. And then people would, the comment would be, well, the, those jokes weren't very funny. Well, no, because of course, you know, when, when you understand the context of the scene that you're in later, the jokes become funny. But it's like, no, well, actually, when you hear the jokes the first time around, they're not funny because you don't know enough. And that, I think with this movie, there was a bit of that where you're, you're, the movie is trying to invest you in, in an arc for half of it or two thirds of it that you, you don't, you just don't understand the context that, and it tells you that at the end, but then, it, then you haven't, you're not, you're not baked in because you didn't, you just didn't have the whole story. Yet. Cause I guess the twist is not that he is running from his father. He's running from the idea that he yes. is like his father, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. That, that does it. And, and I just thought the scene where they landed that didn't really work. Um, and, I, and I've got to say, I'm the opposite. I was fully out on all the Dragon Ball shit, but was like really in on <laughs> on the movie when it was in Macau and when yeah, Tony when Tony Long is delivering bullshit, you know, MCU, <laughs> uh, you know, just a, MCU inside baseball nonsense like it is Shakespeare. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, like tell me more about how someone used your name but it's not actually it, it, it's <laughs> fine okay yeah it's only long saying it and he's sexy and charismatic so fine yeah keep, keep for me, me for me the further in the film they got the the more checked out i was like i really that first action sequence is great yes stuff in macau is great when you know they're in the forest and then they're in you know magic china i was a bit like You've you've strayed so far from what is cool about this character, because what is cool about this character is that he's really good at kung fu. And any the less kung fu he is doing, the less I care. Mm. You you were broadly on board there, James. Like, so, so where where does this? Yeah, I, I, I guess the where maybe Black Widow is the best one to you know hold it up against because that's the other MCU movie this year. I mean, I. I would struggle to separate them massively. I think, I think I agree with what Ree said, which is that Black Widow sort of nails its themes a little better, like not perfectly, but certainly better. Um, I think the thing I think about when I watch Shang Chi, right, is that 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 final scene with the Avengers and Wong, and thinking, oh, actually, I'm looking forward to seeing that character interact with the other heroes as part of a team. Like, I yeah. don't think his story is compelling, but I think the character is yep. well-formed enough that you check him in a team, he it will, you know, up his game in the same way it does with Doctor Strange, for example. Like, and as soon probably, as he's got that know, dynamic, it'll be great, but this movie, that, mediocre. And that, but also, like, that's... To hear, you know, if, if Feige was, was a listener, you know, you know, I pray he is. Kevin, if you're out there, <laughs> I'm available for whatever you need, man. Um, Junkets, probably. <laughs> junk. No, I'll be in, I'll be, I don't know, I'll be, I'll be He Hulk. I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, he, he, he would, he'll be like, if, if he heard you say that, and I agree with that, by the way, like that's sort of, I think maybe different, me and you are different to Joe, where that's the final sequence with Wong at, at the Sanctum Sanctorum. I was like, oh yeah, oh cool, connected. 
Feige would be like, yeah, that's, hey, 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 you dumbos. You bought a ticket to see the movie and you're excited to see this guy in, in the rest of them. That's it. That's, that's, that, that was our, <laughs> Job that done, was our yeah. ambition. Job done. Two out of two, 100% successful, right? Like, so, I, I, you know, yeah, for, for whatever the merits of the movie, it was the, the casting, you know, the casting's interesting. I think we, I think these days in modern Hollywood filmmaking, you can't quite, it's not a huge part, but you, you have to also sort of, understand the way that the stars interact on a metatextual level right i like mm-hmm. and that's me saying i like simulu on twitter i like when he tweeted that stock <laughs> photo thing like that's part of that's part of it you, you know you, and i know this maybe sounds like so so fucking basic but you're sort of like yeah it would be fun to see simulu interact with you know uh uh with with dave bautista in a, in a press junket yeah yeah cool I, i'd like that with and also Letitia Wright's there. Fun. I, I don't know. Like that's sort and of. And that that final I'm... sequence was very much like, you know, about the double meaning of the scene. It wasn't just the characters being like, "Hey, welcome, welcome on board the Marvel train." It was the actors saying to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. actors, mm-hmm. "Welcome, welcome to the circus." Like, yeah. And I enjoyed it on that level. And like, I got that, got the excitement yeah. of, oh yeah, he's going to be back and he's going to be in the Avengers and it's going to be fun. I, yeah. I could take or leave the actual movie. <laughs> I think I'm with you. In a I genuinely, like, I just, I just looked it up on Letterbox. Seventeenth out of twenty-five is where I landed on it. Between I Captain Marvel look, and Thor, the, I could take or leave the movie. But the Trevor, the Trevor Slattery scenes are are absolutely top end Marvel. That's my hill. I'm gonna die on it. They're incredible. And he, when I saw Joe last week in IRL, humble brag. He said, "Oh, he should have. He should have had been that one scene and be gone." All be right, gone. don't steal my points to to, to <laughs> strawman them before I fuck them. It, it is. It, he's it's a really. He's the best thing about this movie. It's, he's hilarious. It's a really it. funny reveal when he comes in. Uh, the the little creature I thought was a bizarre choice, <laughs> but I really liked the. I, I like them leaning into the Liverpool stuff. I I, I thought just. Him showing up, being on his bullshit, was fun for a scene, and that should have been the reference to, yeah, and that he was the court jester there because as soon as they take him to, essentially when they take him from the second act to the third act, he's got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, and he's in nothing there. to do. He's there to wisecrack when you've already got a character there who is there to wisecrack. I yeah, I I thought it was a, a like a, a for me like a catastrophic mistake that the third act makes because he just he to- <laughs> he totally doesn't fit with what with with this that is, world i mean this is the thing right because i in on the one hand i'm with reese i loved all of his scenes i thought his jokes were hilarious on the other i'm fully with you joe because you cannot deny that he is not serving the movie when he's around they should have left him and just that one scene would have been enough and i thought that his... as soon as he's in the car you're like why are you coming this makes no sense <laughs> i thought that... this is hurting the movie it's so stupid i thought that a lot of his jokes as well were emblematic of a script uh which this was uh written by dave callahan um who um He's uh, working on the Spider Verse sequel at the moment. He worked on Wonder Woman 1984 and Ant Man uh, from hmm. in, in you know our world of things. Um, so this is kind of new for him that he's working on a superhero. <laughs> um, kind of stretching different. Muscles. I thought it was a script that just really frequently didn't trust its audience. Like it was, 
it was explaining oh. jokes or it was it or, or it was re-explaining a bit of lore that was implied like the fact that that we had to have the scene with Tony Lung explaining the mandarin stuff to then introduce like Tony Lung makes it interesting and I was like okay so you said, but then to kind of have to do it again with him I thought like the I I really laughed at the first punchline of the Planet of the Apes joke <laughs> and then the scene kept going for 20 seconds where he explained kind of twice more how, how he didn't quite understand it it was like no I get yeah. I get how you how you didn't really yeah what what you did what you didn't understand there and i just thought that that the script kept doing that was just like it would or it would tell you about something and then it would flash back and show it i mean that that for me was the the big mistake of the script was that we spent so much time seeing young shang chi doing stuff that we've just been told he did and it's not interesting to see it like it's not show don't tell it's tell and then show yeah, and mm. and there's a, there's a way to not have to do both. I, I mean, like, just just uh, like I'm I'm fine with a movie being this heavy on flashback, um, and so, but it did feel like we were constantly being being shown the thing that we'd been told, a, you know, a couple of scenes. Yeah, before. and but also like the the point of those flashbacks is surely to build up to the moment where he kills that person, and right. then they didn't do yeah. it. So they just, it, you know, it undercuts the rationale for having all that plotline in the in the film. Anyway, I've just remembered. Sorry, yeah. I've just remembered the moment. I was if it sounded like I was waffling and reaching for something in my brain before it's because I was and I couldn't reach it. And then James started <laughs> speaking. I found it. It's <laughs> it's the moment where um they where Shang Chi gets uh, he he meets Michelle Yeoh and he's like and she's like oh what's why is your dad coming here? He's like oh, she think he thinks our mum's behind the door, which the film never really sold me on to be honest. Like. Like that, just someone sit down with this guy who, in all other respects, is really like <laughs> really smart. really fucking smart and on it. That it's like, but you you saw her die, right? So why would you think they're hiding her? Like, what what do you, just even give me some rationale for why? Yeah, you it's think not that like that she is. disappeared in a puff of smoke. Yes, yeah. like you literally had and a corpse. And because lung isn't lung doesn't really play it ever as sort of manic craze. He's he, he's. Just he's, focused, he's quite a calm, focused, chilled, upset. Yeah, cool they right? they have yeah. got her behind there, and that's what I have to do. And I know it's true right. because she spoke to me. But that again, I think that that is a fault of the script rather than performance. Yes. Mm. Um, and yeah, but the moment the moment when Shang Chi turns up and she's like, uh, she says, and uh, but why is he being like this? Has he is he still wearing the rings? And then Simu Lu goes, yeah, he hasn't taken them off since our mother died. And then you cut to the scene where she dies, and then he says out loud, "I should have never taken off the rings." <laughs> and then goes through and puts on the rings, and I'm like, "We know. He told us. Put them back on. <laughs> He's not taken them off since. They said it out loud. Do one or the other. Like just, don't, but don't do both." And 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 I know all of these are this, but I for some reason I just wasn't expecting this to be 132 minutes long. Like just. Marvel put out a hundred, a hundred and five minute movie. If that's the amount of story that you've got, I just this was uh, there was was twenty minutes of this movie that should have just gone. Yeah. Well, this yeah, this could have this could have this in particular could have been like a really lean, you know, hundred minute, you know, just a sort of action movie, right? Like because the action sequences 
I, I hope we'd all agree, save for maybe that final one, but our root are not just I loved all of uh, sort of like yeah. a top a top end MCU. Like it's this is the kind of this is the kind of martial arts action, you know, uh, hand hand combat um, action that we yeah. everyone always whinges about yeah. between all of these movies, and we get a load of it in this in this one. I could take but, or leave arguably the car not chase. even enough. I could take or leave the car chase. I wasn't massively fun of sure. the dragon stuff, but broadly speaking. You know, if you buy into the idea that you have to have a big fantasy battle at the end, be- yes. like some of the best action sequences in the MCU, for, for right. sure. I... You could have had a really tight hundred-minute version of this, which is like basically the fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, forget you know, forget the flashbacks entirely. He he's he want he's he kind of at the end of fights, he's a strange father on a dragon. Boom, we're out of there. Hundred five minutes. He meets. He goes to the. He goes. He meets the Avengers. Like, yeah, fine, cool. That's because again, you know, back to the initial point that you know that we've talked about the if the setup of this movie is you want to you want to end being excited to see shang chi meet the avengers well then you just need to have shang chi be like a cool (laughs) kung fu guy right give us that (laughs) we're happy with that that's it move on you know Uh, some of and uh, you know so and and this maybe comes back to my tony lung point but some of the that anything deeper the movie was trying to get at for me sort of didn't really connect okay so i think um, we need to have t- we, we need to have two arguments and i think one is going to be <laughs> me and james arguing with you reese but the first argument we need to have i think this is uh this this is me against the two of you um i thought seaman lou was rubbish no i thought he was i would like I, and mm. and when we're talking when we're talking about you know the comparisons to between this movie and black widow like i thought that this movie felt so much more fresh in you know in terms of it was a you know it was a world within the mcu that we hadn't expected that we hadn't seen before that 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 you know a big blockbuster with this kind of asian representation the the martial arts sequences felt different and you know so there's a lot and i loved loads of supporting performances there's loads of stuff going on in this movie that i did like but when i when i compare it to what you know what i was saying about scarlett hansen on that black widow episode where i think she just does so much with so little i i didn't buy i just don't i didn't think he had like movie star charisma and and i I, I thought he really struggled to again that pivotal scene where he's saying that he killed someone I thought he really struggled to nail that in a kind of, I would draw parallels with Chris Pratt when he has to do emotional heavy lifting in Infinity War. <laughs> and um, The worst scene in the MCU. And then, and, and I, and the the comedy stuff, I think, yeah, he's got, he's got good kind of natural chemistry with Aquafina. Uh, I don't think romantic chemistry, but you know, the, the movie, I guess those movies will decide what it wants to do with them later down the line. Um, I just kind of thought he didn't really... He didn't feel like a fully rounded character. And he didn't... And it was so rare to me that he felt like the most interesting performer on screen at, at any given time. I just thought every, <laughs> everyone kind of stole the limelight from him. So I think you've probably misunderstood what I liked about the movie, which is just that he was cool at Kung Fu and the rings <laughs> is a good visual. Because I fully agree with you. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I think I think he he yeah. does lack that level of charisma. It, like he feels like a sitcom actor who's being asked to do something more than he's capable of. Um and putting him opposite Tony Lung is just I came out of the movie thinking oh, for most of the movie I was like I sort of want Tony Lung to succeed because yeah. He <laughs> he is so charming and so intense. 
You were and like, what? these jokers are not anywhere near that. What if in this sequence he comes full circle and realizes, Ooh, like, oh, right, yeah, here we go. Um, let's do this episode. Season two. Season two, let's pitch it. He's like, he's like, yeah, okay, I finally see the, I, I finally see the error of my ways. I'm finally going to embrace the way of life that, um, that you know, my wife was trying to lead me down that path, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna reunite with my kids, and I'm gonna keep the ten rings, and I'm, I'm gonna be the 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 superhero in this section of the MCU. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, great. Give me that. That's mo- much more interesting to me than the kid who's like, oh, my dad was mean, and I went off and killed someone, <laughs> and I'm back because I, I had to be. I, just, I didn't. I didn't find. Didn't find Shang Chi's arc, I, and I, and I think it comes down to not buying that he was reconciling these two different sides of his personality. Because like, we we used the term arc extremely generously because there wasn't much of one in there. Right? Well, and when you think about that scene at the start with the friends in the bar, and the scene at the end with the friends in the bar, you're like, what? He didn't. He's not a different. Yeah. Dude. What changed? No, he's the same guy. And they go. He's. Well, I just. I am. Go on. I just don't think that's a performance. I just don't think that's a simulu. I, I agree with you. I oh, know that's that's on that that's is... on top of sorry that that my performance issues stand separate to him not <laughs> him not having a very interesting arc. I'm just with I'm, I'm with well I think I'm with well okay you know what I'll speak for myself I speak I speak for my own damn self. By the end or, or even earlier before the end I'm like this guy is a superhero. And he exists alongside my other sweet, sweet, beloved superheroes of this damned universe. Mm-hmm. That's that was my that was my endpoint for the for this for this this Simulu yeah, guy. Yeah, and that's that's all it means. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and the the art the kind of he has the sto- the story is bad. It was the very my very first point on this on this uh, on this chunk of the episode of the, our episode. I agree with you. Um, I just, I guess, we disagree on 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 Simulu being uh, sort of working <laughs> as this movie star. I, I think, I, I, and I think, I think his physicality as well. Sort of, yeah, so... this is this is a thing that is 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 quite hard to um, quite hard for you know these layman audiences to understand. Joe, you're included <laughs> in that group. Uh, that you know the way that the way that you know you can have sort of. Not all not all action stars are built the same. Not all action, not all performances in action movies are built the same, right? And it's not just about whether you get your stunt double to do all the mm-hmm. stuff, or it's a CGI makeover. Sometimes, when it's an action role and it's an action movie or an, a movie with lots of action sequences, there's part of what translates to an audience that is you in those sequences, mm-hmm. being the character you're playing, connecting to the audience. And for me, in this movie. He he did that, you know. Yeah. The the trailer. It's not. I don't think it's a coincidence that the kind of the, you know the end the end shot in in most in a few of the trailers was that, you know, in the bus shot when he kind of bring, brings his jacket down, does the little fist fist thing, and that's that's not a stunt double. That's not CGI. That's similarly doing that, and that 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 transmits to me something cool and 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 attractive in a you know in a, in a generic sense, and and that. That 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 felt fed through to the rest of the movie. So that that, that moment. I me. I will completely agree that I think he's really he's really good at the action stuff, but you know, I I, I, I there is more to that for me. <laughs> you know that that is that is an element of this movie that works really well, and it's an element that this character had to have, 
I guess what I'm arguing is he didn't have the other side of that coin. He's got the physical action stuff that this character demands. Um, reminds me of that Scott Adkins guy, right? That everyone's like, oh my god, he's the best martial art actor in there. And he turned up for that scene in Dot Strange and everyone's like, oh my god, this guy. And he's like, he's a straight-to-video guy because he's great at doing the action. Um, but he doesn't have the charisma to, you know, to, to carry a character. I mean, you know, I think, I think Simu Liu will be fine in the MCU. I just don't think, I, I, I don't think he, in this movie, was able to paper over the cracks that, um, that for instance, and we'll have our second argument now, that I think Tony Long is able to do with his character. Because I'm just like, oh my God, this dude is so compelling. I just want to... I just want to hear him read the phone book. And it's like, well, does it really make sense that his wife's like, shut up, I don't care, Tony Lung's talking. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's how I uh, that's how I felt, um, oh, that, you know, and, you know, it's unfair to see Milou to say, why aren't you as good an actor as Tony Lung? Um, <laughs> and yet. And yet, it's it's undeniable. And yeah, I, I really did feel the same way as James, that in that final sequence, I was kind of like, Oh, I kind of, I kind of want. I don't want him to let the let the weird creatures out of the door, but I do kind of want him to come out of this. Yeah, I want person. him to have the emotional resolution. Yeah, like I want him to have the the moment, the big moment. Um, but then, I, 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 and I do wonder, Reese, whether <laughs> again the the. Pr- Maybe one of the problems for Tony Lung and that character is that they, you know, they spend the first five minutes introducing him and him. So he's uh, Zhu Wenwu. Uh, he discovers the, the Ten Rings, uh, which make him immortal and give him these, I guess what we find out at the end is otherworldly powers. Um, and he establishes the Ten Rings and throughout history they go around doing some uh not great stuff i guess it's it 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 feels it i mean it's league of shadows right is that the mm. is that the direct direct parallel in the comics because it felt very batman begins to, I mean, as soon as you say toppling governments i'm like oh uh, that's so cool kind of know though right james yeah the the lore of shang chi is as far removed from the comics as any mcu yeah. film has been Fair enough. Oh, I they, guess because he's they not... come up with a lot of stuff virtually independently yeah. in this. Yeah, because all the actual lore is is <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't work in these days. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's, and it's Fu Manchu, right? I was going to say the actual lore is that he was the he was introduced in a licensed comic as the son of Fu Manchu, yeah. and then they lost the license, so they they changed his dad to be an ancient sorcerer who was not the same as the Mandarin. Yeah. Um, and the Ten Rings just doesn't exist in the MCU. Like it's, uh, it's in the Marvel Universe. Sorry, it's a totally different set of circumstances. So, oh, we have to talk. So oh, not right now, but we ha- we have to talk about the Ten Rings at some point. Is this okay? Yeah, we oh, will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> please, we have to talk about it. <laughs> so, the, but that that opening sequence, it it also kind of shrouds his history in a bit of mystery we don't we don't and like they don't really they don't like again for mcu reasons as it as it as we find out at the end we don't actually find out what's powering the ten rings exactly what they can do you know and and i and i wonder whether that's part of the problem with that character is Mm. yeah for, for mcu reasons we can't really figure out 
And and you know, have they been corrupting him? Because there's that there is that implication that maybe they have. Um and yeah, I don't know. It's I'm not sure well, okay. Here's a weird sorry, but I watched the movie Boogie Nights at the weekend. Yeah, good movie. Um <laughs> and uh watching that movie reminded me of Pulp Fiction a little bit. Because in both though, you know, Mark, um, in Boogie Nights, Mark Wahlberg's got this like giant penis that you never see until the very end, <laughs> and then in Pop Fiction, you, you know, there's that uh, Samuel Jackson, John Travolta have that kind of that gold, that that um, briefcase full of gold that you never actually see, uh, and those are, you know, you can absolutely. I've just sort of brought those up as movies because I've seen them recently, but you know, you don't. I don't think it, you need necessarily to to have explained why the Ten Rings are, are powerful for for this movie with its structure to, to work but they maybe they don't do a good enough job of like of kind of, what makes... of making us think that we shouldn't think of where they're from but you know i think that it could have been like that right even even a movie in this universe it could have sort of said hey this is just this these are just magic things that you you don't need to think about audience but i, I think the movie doesn't doesn't do that what... rather it's rather it portrays this magical thing in in, in it kind of actively doesn't explain and then that just leaves you as an audience with with the question mark and that's a mistake but the movie doesn't need to doesn't need to make that mistake um and that's regardless of that final reveal at the at the end the post credits thing because because you can that can almost that doesn't that doesn't work to me as a twist or sort of a you know as a, as a doesn't work to me as a twist because you are you are wondering what what this is for the whole movie and then at the end of the movie other characters you know from the universe goes go yeah we don't well yes we're also curious what this is yeah okay yeah yeah as was i uh what Um, let's do let's do some uh baseless mcu speculation what do we think they are eternals no what absolutely not well well, let's so reese why do you think eternals uh (laughs) because They just look a bit like the Eternals <laughs> costumes, <laughs> and also the timeline, and also the timeline, the timeline. You know, the fact that the, the, the time frame given would fit with, and also it's the, and also it's the next movie. So I would say, yeah, but that, yeah, those how often it, it, it felt to me like it was a bigger thing. Do you think Shang Chi's turning up in Eternals? No, I'm just, I just, okay, okay, you know. It could be like a, a celestial-related thing that the Eternals will sort of similarly uh, uh, sort of suggest, you know, suggest toward without without concluding. But but yes, okay, that's so. so I, I'm not theory. saying like, it belongs to Black Knight. I'm saying that whatever the whatever the the, the Ten Rings is talking to and, and and exists for the Eternals movie will also kind of suggest toward, and it'll be it could be a celestial-related thing. Good theory, but wrong. <laughs> Gone. Oh shit, Go on, James. So in in the comics, the ten rings, which are they're more conventional rings that you wear on your fingers. Um, in the comics, they are Macluan, which they are from an alien race. the The most famous Macluan is a large dragon called Fin Fang Foom, who I'm sure you've both heard of. Yeah, because every time anything vaguely dragon like turns up in the MCU. We go, is that Fin Fang Foom? Yeah, and it's not. In Shang-Chi 2, it will be. That's what they're doing there, because it it fits with the sort of Chinese iconography to have Shang-Chi fighting another dragon. Um, But why is it... Okay, but why is it with the Avengers, then? 
does that not suggest it's an Avengers? No, no, no. They're just teeing it up question. as here's something that's going to happen. You know, maybe Finn Fang Foom turns up in the next Avengers movie. Who knows? But I, I would put money on the the rings being connected to Finn Fang Foom and Finn Fang Foom being the villain in a future Shang Chi or Avengers movie. But he's a giant. He's he's a space dragon, right? Yeah, who can talk? That's and that's wears a, purple James, underwear. James, I just want to slow you down for one little second. That's a crazy idea. They'll never do it. No, they will. <laughs> they will absolutely do it because it connects Shang Chi to this wider universe of craziness. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something I don't believe. Uh, it's for Galactus. Uh, let's move on. Um, a, a couple of other things to note from that post-credit scene. Um, Carol Danvers has a better haircut. That's good. <laughs> Again. Um, uh, Bruce Banner is back to being Bruce Banner. Oh, how yeah. did that happen? Let's find out in She-Hulk. Still got his arm knackered though. Yes, but it does It does make it more likely that he can be around in She-Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I just, I'd, I'd love him to... Because, you know, if we never get that Ruffalo Columbo movie or miniseries that we are we absolutely deserve maybe <laughs> maybe make it maybe make him kind of like the investigative arm of <laughs> of uh yeah. of she hulk Avenge, avengers investigate you can have like a little side yeah um, <laughs> and then um i just wanted to speak briefly about benedict wong who obviously is in that post credit scene um there's it there is a sense that maybe now the setup is kind of like there was an end game that there's almost like a council, right? So mm-hmm. it's that the Avengers aren't hanging out, but you've got kind of got like a, a council of people monitoring, monitoring different stuff, areas yeah. areas of the world, um, and whether this was just Wong's area of the world. But I also like the idea of Wong maybe acting like a bit of a just a kind of uh, <laughs> guy in the chair. Well, like a like a, a slightly less intense, well, a much less intense Nick Fury for this yeah. for this phase. Ooh. Like I, I, I think I, I love Benedict Wong. I've been watching, um, obviously, uh, sadly since oh, sorry, yeah, since uh, yeah, Sean Lott um, passed away. Um, they put that sitcom on Netflix, and I've been watching that, and just yep. just you know. Uh, just really enjoying spending time with Benedict Wong and <laughs> thinking like if if you are going to have someone I don't watch uh, David Copperfield recently which he's he's fun in and uh, yeah I just think he's the kind of he's he it fits his character doesn't it as well he's amazing. Being, he would be a nice change of pace in that role I think yeah. well he's like a, his thing has been that he takes his duties very seriously despite not being a very serious character in himself and that it fits him to be in that sort of coordination mm. role and I thought that it, to on a on a meta level, I thought it was really. I, I read an interview with him, which I thought was really sweet. That he was like, I heard they were doing this thing, and I thought, ah, that's great. But I'm kind of gutted that I'm not in it. And then I got the call, and I was like, oh, brilliant! I get, you know, I get to be in the Asian Marvel movie. I get to mm-hmm. be, I get to be in this little part of history. Um, mm. And that he was pumped up to just yeah, like yeah, let me be in this, and uh, that he gets his little actiony moment earlier on as well. Um, mm-hmm. with, <laughs> Although with a, that sequence is very odd, isn't it? That sequence is very odd. Um, the I guess that's the abomination now. Yeah, with an improved, more abomination-like design. I I'm surprised they got got Tim Roth back for it. 
I don't think they got Tim Roth back for this, <laughs> did they? <laughs> oh my god! Well, I, you say an improved, more abomination-like design, James. That's the that's the comics reader in you talking. I was just like, fucking hell! It still looks like that. Like it's mm. it's it's just a different shade of bad. As far as I, I really hate it, doesn't, it, but, like, it makes no sense. The, it makes no the sense. The little creepy gills that it had. Well, again, that you know, that's the abomination. I just think if you're going to do the abomination, why at not least do at that, least do it. Yeah, I guess maybe he's continued mutating since we saw him in 2008's The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and apparently, Wong is teaching him to control his anger issue. I mean, this none of that just sounds like anything that the abomination will be doing. It, again, I, I wonder. You know. <laughs> They had an opportunity to bring Tim Roth back for the She-Hulk series, and then maybe this hints at, again, Wong being more important in the MCU. Again, because it does feel like Nick... It feels like S.H.I.E.L.D.-ish kind of stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. Or, or like, maybe maybe not Nick Fury, but maybe Coulson. Maybe Wong's the new Coulson. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just I think it does feel like a kind of hint towards the sort of maybe the next meta arc, which is that you know, now no one's in charge, but the Avengers are going around mopping up the problems, you know, that in some way they have caused by their presence. Because, you know, that's that was sort of the subtext of the last couple of Avengers films, right? Is that actually, if the Avengers weren't around, you know, Thanos maybe wouldn't have come to Earth and found the Infinity Gems and Ultron wouldn't have existed and stuff. And so maybe... Maybe that's a hint as to the direction things are going to take, which is that the Avengers are going to own their mistakes and, as a as a collective group, try and fix them. Hmm. Or maybe I'm just being very I, generous. That sounds that sounds sucky. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I want just new new characters uh, to interact with other new characters, <laughs> and uh, they find you want to see the Eternals big... hanging out with the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. That's what you want. I mean, I mean, well, no, not even the Guardians. I want to see the Eternals hang out with. Shang-Chi and you know and Aquafina <laughs> and they're and they're dynamic right let's talk about Aquafina um I thought she was uh, and I, I she she kind of grows on me in everything that I see her in um and um I thought that yeah she was a, a real breath of fresh air here and a, another person who was charismaing Simulu off the screen <laughs> <laughs> um it was nice I think as well to have a love, I guess, a kind of a love interest. Although, like well, the, I mean, the movie is... is really, really doesn't know whether it wants to commit to that or not. Mm, this is something I was going to say because, like, a lot of people I've spoken to came out with differing interpretations as to whether they were excited that the MCU had shown a sort of male-female platonic friendship that wasn't explicitly romantic or wasn't going to be romantic. Whereas no, other people, no. other people saw it as like, oh, this is you know they're gonna by the end of the movie they've transitioned into a sort of you know budding romance that will become something more further down the line i think that with romances the mcu always kind of um you know it (laughs) hedges its bets well it hedges its bets and it also treats them as something that it can just forget about when it you know so like Bruce and Natasha was never talked about again oh we've lost Mm. we've lost uh, Gwyneth Paltrow Uh, she's she's gone she's left him don't worry about it oh we've (laughs) oh she's re-upped her contract she's back Sony have paid it's fine they're back together they're getting engaged 
like um you know they i, I there are a cu- i think a couple of movies that are less like but even you know like i'm trying to think guardians kind of went hard on peter quill is interested in Gamora. They eventually hook they up. They killed her. And then, and then they killed her and brought her back with a version who, who hasn't met him yet. So, you know, or like, you know, as we were talking about on a What If episode recently, Rachel McAdams in Doctor Strange, who is <laughs> entirely introduced as a potential love interest. And then disappears for the middle act of the film. Well, and then, and then ba- basically <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't in the movie. And there doesn't seem like at the end of that movie a world where those two could ever be romantically involved because mm-hmm. he's off being a magician now and she's still working in a in a <laughs> hospital. Um, yeah, so I, the way I the way I read this was they they did enough to hint at it and that you know and and I think just by doing that you get people to stand on Twitter right. Um, and and make their gifts and stuff. I'm like, oh no, no, you, you don't really look at this look. Are you telling me from this look that these two aren't meant to be together? And um, whereas you know, at the same time, if they kind of figure out that that it maybe didn't, that maybe it didn't, the the relationship didn't test as well, then they just won't kiss in the second mm. one. But what I did like, I I I liked their dynamic, and what I did like about. I liked the size of Aquafina's role, that she didn't just feel like she was the love interest or she was the, you know, the main supporting female character. I felt like she, she like, you know, she she had stuff to do and she... she... <laughs> yeah, I feel like she had a more defined arc. Well, she, I think she was like a more that. defined yeah. character because you could get your head... Yeah. Like, the the... You know the the like late twenty something who hasn't quite got their life together yet um, yeah. wants to, wants to be something more but hasn't really figured out what they'd be good at and doesn't really want to try anything because they'd probably fail anyway and yeah just just this person stuck in Arrested Development I was like yeah that's a, that's a that's a character that I can really <laughs> relate to really yeah really relate to and really but really hook into <laughs> like. And, and you know the fact that we saw her family, we saw what her home life was like, yeah, what her and dynamic that, there's was. There's that line as well in the in the third act where the the is it the guy or the woman who is just like, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing, and yeah. you immediately get like, yeah. oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. like taught her what she's doing and will allow her to move past it. And and the the story that they tell about the two of them when they're in high school and she mm-hmm. she jumps in singing the eagles um i thought one of the more successful gags in the movie um i I just think that that's a character that you completely like they they she's not pretending to be anything else there's no there's no facade there it is Mm -hmm. just someone who hasn't figured their shit out yet and I, i and i i liked the arc of her being like well no obviously i'm coming and I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna figure out my place in this because I want to like because mm. that fits in with the I want to I want to be here I want to be helping out I don't know how and I don't really know what you want from me but I'm I I'm kind of just staying around on the off chance mm. that something does come up and then they give her the bard the bowman um, from <laughs> from uh, the Hobbit arc in the in the final battle, as soon as as soon as she looked at that bow, I was like, "Oh, is uh, is there going to be a dragon with a scale missing?" <laughs> in the in the end, no missing scale, but yeah, to, rip, ripped right through that throat, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, for me, like the 
the question around whether they're romantically involved or not sort of didn't didn't really matter so much no. as the idea that they were they couldn't they couldn't be in an adult relationship together because they were still both in as you say like stages of arrested development and they had this kind of codependence like you you can't form a romantic relationship when when you need each other that much in case something goes wrong like that was the vibe i got from it mm. and maybe at the end of the movie they can now explore whether they have deeper feelings for each other or not i mean she she checks him out when he takes his shirt off and and there's a there's a couple yeah, of and the like... way they link arms at the end as yeah. they step through yeah. the thing says you know we're doing this together one way or another whether it's romantic or not remains to be seen i think i think you know movie two could easily take it either way and as i think say, if it, maybe if it... they're maybe they're waiting to see how it tests if it was not an if it was not an MCU movie or not like a Disney movie, you would say you actually would you actually wouldn't you wouldn't assume the relationship element at all. I don't think you'd go like this is not you know this is a platonic friendship between between two heteronormative you know characters. But I kind of think because of the Disney and and Marvel machine, you you sort of assume that what what could it be but that, um, which is which is what it is but 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 yeah but 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 because it's the disney and marvel machine completely sexless that will never yeah (laughs) sexless but 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 not you know but but sort of you know because they're because it exists in a you know in a in a in a mainstream sort of world uh, sexless but not but but like romance full you know broadly you know they all the characters have 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 love interests really Mm -hmm. uh uh, save for a scant few, but, yeah. but you know mostly they do, uh, and and you just you you just assume that Shang Chi will have one, and you assume that it will be Aquafine's character, and and you you place that on the viewing of this movie, even though none of that is in this movie, and then that brings you know the, you will carry that into the next. Yeah. I, I think test I think testing aside, or, or I think I, you know to your testing point, if 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 this relationship doesn't test, <laughs> they'll have a different love interest in the next movie. But he will have a love interest. Mm. Um, <laughs> the daughter of the guy he killed. That's who it's going to be. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. fine. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I my hopes for her in the next movie. I hope she is not on the path to being a superhero. Um, I hope that the arrow was a metaphor for you know finding her target in life and finding her role. Like mm-hmm. what what is her role in this new magical world that has been opened up to her? Um, and that and that doesn't necessarily have to be she puts on a suit, you know. Um, but maybe that depends on what the previous que- on the previous question. If she's destined to be Shang Chi's girlfriend, then that's what she'll be. If not, she'll be a superhero. <laughs> and those are the two options only. Anyway, I mean, I think I think maybe, Reese has a maybe. fair point there. <laughs> like, what is what is her role? Like, is she the person who, you know, brings Shang Chi back from the brink when he's getting too evil? Like. Yeah. What is her role? Is she a Xander or is she a Willow? Or is she um, an Oracle? I don't know. Like you know, does she does she have a more like behind the scenes role? Well, we ha- we have that already with Yank- with Yankee and Spider Man, so, so we we don't need that again. <laughs> uh, I think I think more interesting. Well, you know, like, um, wider, more interesting point is that is is for people like us, you know, older MCU, MCU veterans, 
it might it, you know it could be increasingly difficult to 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 have different you know to delineate the the non superhero sort of supporting characters in these movies to, you know to do it to do it adequately mm-hmm. uh, uh, and i think i think aquafina in this runs runs up against a bit of that where you're like well this is a bit a bit pepper pots it's a bit ganky it's a bit just a friend and it's not quite you know it's not quite its own thing and that's and maybe that's maybe that's just a point generally about just hollywood movies right they, uh, I, they, they, these are archetypal characters i thought yeah. i i thought she was able to carve out her own niche because she was doing the aquafina stick you know that she's mm. she she was doing i mean she, her voice is so distinct i, I, I like i don't know <laughs> I don't know how versatile an actress she is. Um, I, like I said, I think she's been very good in a lot of stuff that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she does tend to be those bigger, those bigger characters, um, and you know, they tend to they tend to be in a, a kind of place in life that this character is in here. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, I I I, I was. I was really charmed by her, and I thought that she was, um, yeah, like I said, I, think, I, th- I thought that she kind of just like owned the screen when she was on it. Um, yeah, and I had one of the better performances in the movie. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about his sister? Mm, um, yeah. I mean, just quickly, I want to point out Aquafina's character, not from the comics, Shang Chi's sister only introduced last year well after the screenplay hmm. would have been written interesting like two two other things huh. in the in the script which deviate heavily from existing marvel law so this is basically its own thing is what you're saying james yeah you know i think this shares more in common with iron fist than than shang chi mm. but that's a different discussion uh, but as we talked about a lot when we were talking about the iron fist series that might not be a bad thing to kind of pour over all of that lore yeah. of Iron Fist and just go Shang- yeah, Sh- like... in the MCU, Shang-Chi, this is, <laughs> this is yours. Yeah, cities from other dimensions, magical kung fu powers, you know, all that stuff works better for Shang-Chi than it does for Iron Fist. Mm. As much as I love Iron Fist on the page. So the setup with his sister here is that he, she was... You know, uh, after their mother died, she kind of had to. Everything that Shang Chi was taught by his dad, she had to learn alone, uh, because that. And it's not really explicit, is it? But it's like, it is. It is just kind of misogyny. It's like teach the son, I don't teach the daughter. Mm. Uh, there is... I think do they do make it explicit, don't they? Do they? Maybe. I mean. Th- it's, it's notable that if nothing else at the end when she's got her yeah, crime well, syndicate yeah. built yeah she has a bunch of female fighters uh, that's, well. I mean, do, is that a crime syndicate are we confident on that yeah her uh, entirely benevolent shadowy society of ninjas <laughs> <laughs> well she's just fought on the side of good for the entire movie like it's just she, she operates in the under- yeah and, and instead of dismantling the power structure she helped bring down she has assumed control of it for what I assume are totally non-selfish Sequel reasons. Based reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so she she was expecting Shang Chi to come back. He never did, um, and so when he does turn up, because he thinks she's in danger because she's got the necklace and he's got the necklace, and it's going to make the water go. Ooh. Um, 
Yeah, she she uh, in, in, <laughs> in one of the most inevitable scenes in in any movie, uh, she uh, kicks his ass in the ring. Um, <laughs> I thought she was uh, so. Uh, um, she's played by Menga Zhang, uh, who uh, it's her first film role, um, and um, I thought that she was. Um, was was kind of compelling again not not like yeah. not my favorite character not the best performance but i just thought there was something about that character yeah. that i was like again like again i thought there was mm. more to grasp onto like it was there this is what her deal is she was yeah. she was uh, her mom died her dad kind of swept her to one side and then the one person that she yeah, thought she could re- rely on abandoned her and then she as she like she has that line doesn't she to Katie where she says um you know I I I saw all of these people with empires and I thought well if you're not going to give me one I'm going to build my own yeah and so she goes off to Macau and and builds this underground fight club <laughs> um I I liked that secret and I I I Again, you know, to, to compare it directly to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which introduced us to Madripoor and went, look, here's this city that you've never heard of, or all this, look, they're serving snake venom shots in the club. Um, <laughs> and I, I just thought all of that was really just, just, just kind of, I, I couldn't buy into it as a real place, whereas this just worked so much better of like, this this is existing in the shadows of your world uh it's not the whole place that's crazy it's just this one building where mm-hmm. your your mcu shit is going down i thought that there was yeah. there was a black widow in there that was fun there was a there was a iron man 3 extremist yes there was yeah yeah um it's like called the caterpillar at some point was that was that an agents of shield thing Caterpillar. That, that was Agents of Shields um, version of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and um, I, 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 I kind of I, I thought Ronnie Cheng was really funny in his in his kind of uh, cameo role as her right hand man. Um, <laughs> and I, and I guess that this is this is the side. I think we probably opened up with a lot of stuff that I particularly was a bit down on, but. What I thought the film did really well was every time it did it, it did introduce me to kind of a new corner of of this section of the MCU. I was like, "Oh, I'm into that. I believe it, and I want to know more about it." Um, and I and and I yeah, the the club was the first part of this, and then you know uh, the Ten Rings Empire, and then the. The mystical forest and the and the and the, the hidden village, like all every time I got to one of those areas, I was like, "Yeah, please, Ed, like build this world more. Tell me more about it. I like all of this stuff." Um, it does miss though. It does miss that Wakanda moment, right, where they fly in in Black Panther. It, it misses that, and, and I wonder whether that that is a mm. a mistake in the in the structure of this, right, because. To your point, right? The Macau sequence, and then when you, and then you go to, to go to Tony Lung's hideout, and then the Talos stuff at the end. But you know, you know, sort of in Black Panther, it's it's in, it's interesting looking. You know, I watched I watched it again quite recently. It's welcome it's to this how, world. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't, you know, and then actually where you where you dig in on that world, you you, you know, you see quite limited little pieces of yeah. that of Wakanda. You know, you see the the, uh, the the hilltop sequence where they fight. You see it inside the throne room. But you, you know, mm-hmm. and then a couple of other rooms. You don't really see you don't really see that much. But that that oh, that straight introduction to that is so impactful. And I don't think, and I'm you know, I'm certain that Cretan had this had that on his mind for this, right? And you know, there's obviously there's the representational angle and uh you know you you know he'll he'll want to have made an, an impact of that kind but i think the script just sort of doesn't doesn't open him up for that you know and that's so what, i just wonder me, whether that's a bit of a shame. i i yeah I, well anyway james you go because you might be about to say this well, i was gonna say for me for me it, it's because it doesn't really build up to it like you don't really get a sense that right, we're not, we're not saying this... the same thing okay <laughs> <laughs> for me like it's the in in Black Panther, they talk a lot about Wakanda and what mm. it represents before you see it. And in yeah. this, they kind of it just feels a bit like they're globe hopping from one place to the next with no yeah. Yeah. thrust yeah. or development. And they just they turn up in this mystical place, and you're like, I guess we're here now. Yeah. So for me, I I think it has it, but in a different way. Um, like. It, for Black Panther, it's here is this hidden country. Boom, here it is, and then and let's let's now spend the rest of the movie getting to know it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is the, welcome to it's it, it feels more akin to Doctor Strange of here is this hidden world that you don't you didn't know existed. Um, I guess for, in Doctor Strange, it's more let's open this character's eyes to it. Let's in, in, we go on the journey with him. But I think the moment that sold me on this hidden world within the MCU that you didn't know existed is interesting. Is that opening fight scene with Tony Lung and um, and the you, you know the young ver- yeah. the young version of the mother? Because it, when that started, well, like the tr- the trees closing in, I was like, "Huh, that's weird." And then they started fighting, and I, and I actually thought that that was the part like. The the city for me, could, uh, the, the the hidden village, could never live up to the promise of just that little waterfall and like what what is what is that hiding? What is this the gate to? And and this you know this unassuming woman standing there and just very calmly being like, mm. okay, you and your ten rings, great. When your immortality and superpowers, you know, he's that he's he's reached his Alexander the Great moment. There's no more lands to conquer until he finds he finds out. Oh, there is one, and <laughs> and then when that fight started and the choreography, I thought was um, was really strong, and and it, the the, mm-hmm. the fight that then kind of turned into a dance that then kind of turned into. Um, yeah, them, them, like the, them, it, the, the burgeoning romance of it, and I, and I thought, mm. oh, I am, I am sold on this. You, you like, I got the, the, the leaves swirling and all that. I mean, I've seen people say, you know, it's, it's kind of cribbing Avatar: The Last Airbender, but, sure. but okay. that's, that's. I mean, that's, it's not that's, cribbing, is it? Like, it, they're, they're all homaging the same stuff from yeah. Chinese the, uh, cinema. Um, but the diff, the diff. Well, just uh, just to briefly briefly shut in. For me, the difference in that comparison is that in the comparison back to Doctor Strange is that in Doctor Strange you have when he meets the Ancient One and you get that, that sort of psychedelic kaleidoscopic sequence. 
which opens your eyes you've up got, to this this you've got new a world. moment. Yeah, and also it involves the main character on on a kind of a linear path of his journey. Whereas the, I agree with you that in Shang Chi, that sequence I think is maybe the, my favorite part of the whole movie. That fight between Lung and um, mm-hmm. and Shang Chi's mother, but it 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 feels divorced from the same kind of progression that you, that you're with, you're you're with 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 the, the protagonist of the movie like who isn't who isn't even in that sequence um and and you don't really re- even revisit any of those kind of feelings as always from the you know the feeling the feelings you feel in that sequence you don't really revisit those it's, for it's interesting a while. Actually, isn't it because they when when shang chi is in like the hidden world he he sort of learns a bit of that fighting style but they never really delve into why it's what he's doing that is so different to his dad or why it's so yeah, effective yeah. against it because yeah. like well, you you kind of get hints like oh you know it's about not being aggressive and about redirecting rather than you know blocking energy or stuff but they don't really dive into it in a way that exposes anything about his character it's, which seems like an open goal it's the open large scale it's the that's his mother's powers and he, yeah, yeah. he can be stronger by being a bit of both parents rather than trying to rather than you know, his dad yeah, but... never taught never taught him any of the mum stuff. But then... for a movie that that over-explained so much, I felt like they really yeah. left all yeah. that on the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They underline everything except for the... Yeah, the except for the bit that really... The emotional core of that. <laughs> the action, yeah. 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 yeah I, I... God, we're so smart and good at... We're, <laughs> good at we're actually so good at this stuff. We should make one of these damn movies. All of... I, 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 to be honest... Bye, gay. I, I wonder whether that's as well why the all of the hand-to-hand combat stuff. So I loved the sequence on the bus. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was. Uh, I mean, Marvel just do your action sequences going down downhill in San Francisco because uh, <laughs> because they, they 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 tend to be pretty well choreographed. Like I I you know. The bus is a very easy concept to be like, right, I know where everyone is in relation to to each other. I know when people are in danger. Like when he's like, you know, I'm going to tell you when to, I'm going to tell you when to turn. I I, I thought all of that was, was like, it was a really well (laughs) staged sequence. And then streaming, the streaming guy on that bus as well. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was nice. But I, I I just, uh, that hand to hand combat in that sequence, I could really yeah, again, just grasp onto what he was at. His power is he's really fucking good at kung fu, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. it's in evidence there. And then the next big fight sequence down the side of a building, again, I thought really well staged sequence, really mm-hmm. fun, like video game, like fucking Donkey Kong dropping between the different levels, and <laughs> um, and and that you've got like these ninjas, and then you've and you've got now Shang Chi and his sister who can both do it, and uh, and again, yeah, I was like, yeah, that now I've got two people who are really good at kung fu. Um, this is and 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 a sequence that I can understand where everyone, which I come back to it time and time again. Action is no fun if you can't tell what's going on. And I could, in both of those sequences, absolutely tell what was going on. And that was the stuff that I really liked. By the time we get to the end, and when Tony Lung and Simu Liu are facing off, and it's just kind of against grey rock background, and then 
uh, him riding the dragon. It's just uh, it's somewhere above the lake, and 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 what and and at that stage, once he has the rings, what are what are his powers? And like you said, when he is learning this more mystical kung fu, what are the rules of that? What how does it how does it work? What makes it better? What what is it that he's able to do now that he wasn't able to do before? Um, like I, I I came out of the movie really not knowing quite how powered he was, um, and all of that early stuff I could grasp onto, and all of the later stuff I couldn't really. And I didn't. And again, I didn't really care about the fighting CG dragons. Basically, I checked out this movie the moment Tony Lung died. Reese, do you agree on the dragons? <laughs> gonna, gonna assume you don't. <laughs> why did Why did the dragon stuff work better for you than it did for us? I think it just felt there was a no, there was a novelty to it, and a kind of a it it it, it surprised me how how prevalent it was and how. Um, you know, I, I get. I guess it. I guess it replaces the. It's a helicarrier, or it's it's uh, Ray Winston's um, plane uh, mind control uh, uh, vehicle. But but you know, I still think it. In in an MCU movie, it it, uh, it, it was it was different. It, it was more different than I thought. And again, I think that the whole Talos sequence was led to a, again a slightly more uh, off off brand not it was not really off brand but off uh it was novel it was just novel yeah it was novel the novelty kept me so, through the novelty kept yeah. me through and, yeah. and i want to i'm really interested to hear your guys take on this because it's something that i'm becoming more sympathetic to the more marvel movies we get through i still lap this shit up right and i need to make that very clear like like <laughs> at this at similar to black widow you know we're going to get through all this conversation i'm going to say yeah i thought it was another kind of a three star movie three three and a half star movie right because uh, it's it's hard for me to feel too much lower than that on these films and even the ones that i'm harder on you know like the spider-man movies or captain marvel for instance there's still stuff that i get out of it because um i'm a nerd who likes this kind of thing you know, in the it, but like the, um, I don't, get, James, you're the same. You don't get this from Star Wars movies, but you know, no. If you did, <laughs> if you did, a solid Star Wars movie would, you know, would would tick more boxes for you than it does now. Um, I, I, I did sit, I did kind of wonder during this film, where, yeah, there is a lot of stuff that feels different to your, your standard MCU films because yeah you're right it's not a helicarrier it's a dragon and it's not uh it's not like a um I, I don't know like it's not a, a a CG action sequence it's a hand-to-hand action sequence in a you know in a bus rather than rather than something that's a lot more effects heavy not that obviously that scene is very effects heavy in itself um but i did wonder like it it is kind of still the same template right it it is kind of still it's not it's not straying too far away from what marvel knows works it's just dressing it up in different trappings Mm -hmm. do you are we on the same page there or but because i i feel structurally the thing that this did differently was the was the flashback stuff 
which is the which is the biggest failure of the movie perhaps yeah. so so yes i you know yes i agree and that's um, and that's funnily enough the last time mm. that marvel tried to do something a bit different with the you know trying to do an origin story without doing an origin story was was the captain marvel structure which again felt like it really held that it held that character back didn't it <laughs> that, mm. that that she didn't know who she was for most of the running time yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's 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 as though they're, yeah, you know, you know. Do we speak for, do we speak for the average fan of, but also knowing these movies, right? Where where we want, we want something different. But when it's different structurally, uh, you know, to use that horrible O word, objectively, it sort of perhaps is not the right decision. But 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 we're still we're unhappy with that but if it's a much more gen, if it's a more generic version of the same origin story we're unha- we're unhappy also I, you know I don't, I don't know i don't know if we speak for those for, you know for what portion of the audience we speak for um and i don't know if i you know do do do, do i want a version of this story that is more that's more generic that's that's sort of that's, that's simpler it's why i'm it's i don't know I'm, I'm not sure it's why I'm so fascinated for the Eternals. Like, is that yeah, going? Is yeah. that is that going? Is that going to feel like, you know, you know, stuff that's not straying far away from the Marvel template, or is it going to be like, is it going to be weird and fail? Because, like, I, yeah. Because I think I, just, I think uh, I think to be fair to Marvel, but... the Marvel template is not. It isn't really a Marvel template. It, it's just a Hollywood template, and it just so happens that Marvel no, executing it. Are, you know, mm-hmm. yes, and are kind of and are the big dogs in in the Hollywood system in, in terms of what blockbuster filmmaking, blockbuster action filmmaking. But I moment. think there's there's a there's a reason. It's not as a well, Marvel limit, so yeah. But I think there's a reason as well why Marvel doesn't have the big whiffs that other that other franchises do. Sure, yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think it's probably the same reason why they're never going to reach. Uh, like super high heights because you know for as much as for instance like black panther i think is you know that was the one that got the best picture nomination and and uh got a load of acclaim but i don't i don't think it is like a like within the i guess it's I, i kind of grade on different curves for within the mcu or within blockbusters and then other you know movies in general but i guess right so black panther's not the matrix is, is i guess what i'm saying and and and, I, and there is and when <laughs> Wait, i what when i see that trailer for the matrix 4 i'm like okay that movie has the potential to be better than any mcu movie has ever been or worse than any mcu movie has ever been because it feels like it's going to come out and take swings um mm-hmm. and you know and is the does the mcu take less I think it, I, 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 I think my answer is yes. The MCU does take less swings, but it's good at convincing people that are into this shit that it's taking them. But like, also, like Hollywood takes Hollywood doesn't take swings, not really, not anymore. The Matrix Four probably isn't a big swing. Look at the you know the budget or the script or whatever. Like you know, let's see. I I, I think you're you're kind of arguing against your own point, at least for the at least for the Matrix sequel, which is that that that's similarly where the MCU MCU movies convince you that they're more interesting, more interesting than they are. I think perhaps the Matrix is has has done a very very clean simple job in that first round of convincing everybody 
of our age as well, you know, because it is this nostalgia play of convincing us that it will be a sort of a quote unquote special, good, interesting movie than it's going to be because it still costs $150 million. So it's got to, it's got to, it's got to land in certain, in certain ways and certain demographics in certain, certain oh, history, uh, areas, you know? History's going to prove you really wrong on that. There I was, hope so. But I there, hope there so. Are, I don't but think there so. Are, there are other franchise like, like, I think The Last Jedi even is a bigger swing than I've seen Marvel take. Or or something like Venom, which, you know, is a bad... Like, there's there's weirder stuff happening in that movie. And, and, and you know, there's a reason why Venom's bad is because it doesn't have that base level of quality that, um, that the MCU has. But I can't imagine, you know, the MCU letting, <laughs> letting Tom Hardy do what he does in that movie. Or having some of the weird, the weird kind of like pseudo sexuals undercurrents that that movie has, and Venom and Tom Hardy making out at one point, and yeah, I, I, I guess I am getting to a, I, I am personally getting to a point where I'm closer to, I'm, I, I, I'm closer to sympathising with the people who say this is play it safe, cookie cutter blockbuster filmmaking. Whilst also saying, and I like the taste of those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a fair assessment. Like, like I, can't, I, th- I, I think, think I would be th- so reassured if the Eternals is a piece of shit, you know? I think that would that yes, would be yeah. that would be the most that would almost be the most reassuring th- for me <laughs> thing for me about the future of the MCU is if the M- if if Eternals turns up and it's just like. Wow, they let Chloe Zhao make that movie, and that does not mesh with what the MCU is, and it does not work because it tried to do this, that, that, and that. I I really hope it's not just because I can't I can't handle the think pieces that will happen off the back of it. <laughs> I d- so I don't think it will be, and, and I also think I think I think this was a thing Joey said on a on a much earlier podcast than this one uh, about Shang Chi. Bring it back to Shang Chi, which is. It's interesting. You look at the if you now look at the the announced uh, movie schedule, movie schedule only, only the movies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's sort of there are there is there is no film that is introducing a a a, a brand new character to the MCU. That is not that's not on the slate at all. Um, the closest you get is probably Blade, which you know hasn't got a release date, but is on the kind of movie schedule. But even even Blade had you know had a very successful iconic. Uh, movie franchise in the in, you know, in the early aughts, and I almost wonder whether, sort of sadly or bittersweetly or, or, or however you want to read it, the the chance that the, uh, an MCU movie had to introduce a, a, you know, a sort of a brand new to audiences character in a in a in a, in a fresh way, the last the last we might ever get actually is this movie, and this movie doesn't really do that doesn't really do that. We, and we that, there's just, a bit of sweetness to that. We have just talked about the Eternals, right? That's coming next. No, but I think I think I think I would say because that's a team that because it's a team uh, story. Okay. I think that, I think it's a, that 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 that, that the, the, the the film will have a different structure, and then after that, there's no there's no equivalent, right? Because you've got because I the, think the they're strange, gonna... you've got Spider Man, you've got Thor, you've got and, um, and it seems like the strategy. Black Panther two, you've got just you know, and all the all the new characters will will be on the on the TV. On That's the what I was going to say. It feels right. like the it feels like the strategy is mostly going to be to introduce those characters on TV and then bring them into the movies. Sure, uh, but then I do wonder whether that's just because we we haven't got 
the big hitters on the schedule right now because uh, Fantastic Four and X Men are coming, right? They're the, no, but they're, they don't. They don't count I, because saying, because I'm we've done them they before. They don't count. We've done them before. Fantastic Four, we've done many times mm. before. X Men, we've done. Those do don't think, count. So you do know, think... I don't know that we'll ever get. Will we ever get a movie introducing? A brand new character to, to this universe again. I wonder. I wonder. Do you think if it had gone into development a year or eighteen months later that Shang Chi would be a Disney Plus series? Yes. Mm, no, I don't think so. You think it would always have been this? Yeah. Because they wouldn't have had the. I mean, they might have done. They made they a freaking have... Iron Fist show, man. They might have done a different story. <laughs> Two seasons. But... <laughs> One season. Two seasons. Two seasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they might have done a different story on TV, but I think Shang-Chi the movie is... It, like, it's something big enough for a movie, right? No, because, because Counterpoint, they're making a, a, Moon Knight, a, a Moon Knight show starring Oscar Isaac. And he thought, a, a movie star, but it's, but it's a TV show. You know, so so this is the almost... That's the, that's the kind of... That's the crux point, right? Shang-Chi starring Simu Liu is, is a movie. Moon Knight... Starring Oscar Isaac is a TV show. Wherever, wherever that decision, wherever those decisions were made, that's there's the there's your point. There's your crux point. I think. I think it's it's sort of too Isaac. early to say. It's too early to say because right. you know I, we haven't seen the TV shows feed into the movies yet in any way that hasn't been completely skippable. No, it's been it's been the other side of the relationship. It's been the TV shows have kind of continued on stuff that was introduced in the movies rather than the other way around yeah and and and, and yes we remain to be convinced that the events of loki are as <laughs> <laughs> are as important as yeah. they want one is this yeah yeah i mean i think she hulk will be an interesting test case for that um and likewise moon knight and if those characters then show up in the movies and in ways that well are... i mean ms marvel's the and ms marvel yeah, of course yeah, yeah. like but even even Ms. Marvel feels like it was designed to introduce a character so that they could put a, put them in the film. Like, there's no almost as like a prequel tie-in or something. There's no there's no path for She-Hulk to do a do a show then turn up on the big screen. Right? They're gonna do that series and then they're gonna see does she appear in more series? Does she turn up in an Avengers movie? We don't know. They probably don't know at this point. Ah, Feige knows. <laughs> I'm sure Feige's got ideas, but you know, yeah. the She-Hulk yeah. movie could bomb and they might bury it. Uh, serious, sorry. Interesting. We talked. You know, we, we kind of the start of this episode. We talked among other things. We talked about Hawkeye, the TV, the Disney Plus TV show, and then we've just got Shang-Chi the movie for, for a period. Of, it, it almost feels like it's it's one conversation that kind of the, the continuum or the the question mark around uh, Marvel's uh, delivery strategy. And that, there's nothing sexier than thinking about you know huge huge content brands and how they want how they will deliver their content. <laughs> but you know, in a way, the Hawkeye tr- tr- you know the Hawkeye show trailer and then us talking about Shang Chi feels like that's one conversation. You know, it, it, uh, and 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 it will have, it will inform how how these how these how these <laughs> glorious uh, media conglomerates will act will act going forward. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Wonderful oh, stuff. We love to see it. 
I don't want to say it. <laughs> We've hit the point where we're not discussing the movie anymore. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, just that, now. And just that is... 30 seconds ago, yes. That is the point where I uh, ask us for our final thoughts. Um, any Anything we haven't discussed that we want to hit before we... The ten rings! Out. The cool-ass ten rings! They're so cool! He does... He flies and he does shooting and he does... It's, they're so cool. They're so I, cool. I agree. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's it. I, the thing I really liked was the... Um, <laughs> how they had different energies depending on who was using them so like when uh when his dad was using them they were like really sort of wild and crackly and when his mum was using them they were like serene and smooth i really i really liked that duality (laughs) i think that the trailers or the that final trailer shot where it's it's uh, shang chi and tony lung like sort of fighting off against you know with five each on their arms like mm-hmm. I, I thought that 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 made me think that the movie that all the, the rings were just going to be these really generic sort of just power rings and there were 10 of them but mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, james to your point the actual movie really sells you on this on this wonderful mysterious mysticism of these these just power pieces yeah. uh, in they're... a way that the kind of counteracts you know modern hollywood MacGuffin sort of storytelling, which is like, oh, this, this, this thing is the nuclear is a nuclear weapon, or the rabbit's foot is is a deadly thing. Whereas these but ten it, rings are just like, they're, these are, they're just we can't even we're not even really going to explain their power. They're, really. they're, they're, they're powerful. Yeah, they're but cool. they but they are they are essentially they the, they become a MacGuffin. They become an Infinity Stone by the end of the movie as well. It's like they're not they're yeah. not just the cool super powered thing, they're also a homing beacon that means more, but we can't we can't tap too much into that now. We'll get into that later. They are that you know, it's 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 like visions it's like the Eye of Agamotto, it's like Vision's Mindstone, it's like they're that here are some things that function for this character that give them their power. But they they might get taken away at some point because actually they they're a they're a different thing. Well, except it's not. Except it's not Shang. You know, they don't belong to Shang Chi until the very end, and the end and the end sequence with uh, with uh, Tony Lung is not. He's not, he isn't trying to take the Ten Rings from him. He, he's trying to prevent him from destroying the wall. So again, they uh, just for me they. I, 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 I hear what you're saying, I, but I think they're cool. slightly. I think they're cool slightly... as part of the movie. They end the movie as an Infinity Stone. I've got to say, I was surprised that it, the movie didn't end with him having half and his sister having half. Mm. Like, I, I was sure that was where they were going for a big chunk of the film. But I guess she's setting up a crime syndicate, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so good job. Do, yeah, good job he kept them for himself. I'm just really, I don't know that we need another gen, sort of generic evil crime syndicate in I mean, you know, I mean, okay Reese had the ten rings James have you got anything we haven't hit ooh anything we haven't hit um I've got two things <laughs> can I have one of them uh okay um I thought it was really weird uh sorry not really weird um I was so confused by them call when they were like uh, oh my name's not Shang it's Shang because <laughs> Americans like they say Craig in, when they mean Craig they say they say Shan when they mean Sean. <laughs> Shan of the Dead, they would call it, and it and it really it really confused me. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are they? What are they confusing his name with? Uh, Anyone else have that? No, I've, no. I've realised what my thing is though. Did you? Did, 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 did you, you? You both thought they were saying Sean. 
Yes. Wait, wait. Are you saying you didn't think that they were yeah, saying just short? Just in an American accent. But... Yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was like Craig. No. Like, I, I grew up... I, grew... I thought it was funny, in fact, that like his his huge his big code name in America, and I mean they make this joke in the movie, but yeah. you know was Sean and instead of Shang. I thought that was a funny joke that I liked. I thought they were, I thought they were just saying Shang for the first half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, genuinely, uh, I grew, uh, like. What's I, wrong with your I, ears? I grew up watching. Buddy? What's going on? I grew up watching American TV shows, uh-huh. thinking that any time a character called Craig was on screen, that they were just pronouncing Greg weirdly. <laughs> yeah, but that's the one example. You know, the Craig, the Craig, Craig thing. That that's the one example. Mostly Americans say the name like we say, but with an American accent. No, so they, I mean, they say Sean Shan. Yeah, no, I didn't. Sean, get they it. say Sean. Sean. I didn't get Sean. it. I tell you what, my thing is America. Yeah. Get <laughs> my my thing is Razor Fist. We have not mentioned oh, yeah. Razor Fist. Oh, he's cool. He's called Razor Fist. The, my one disappointment is that he only had one razor for a fist. <laughs> when in the comics, both his both his arms are swords. Sequel, baby. Right. I, I genuinely expected him to get one arm cut off in this movie, and he didn't, and I was disappointed. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna. I'm, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to end on another criticism here. Um, Again, the kind of... I I feel like there was a point in the MCU where the humour was fresh and surprising. Like the razor fist gag in the the third act where it's like, you're going to need our help. No, we don't need anybody's help. Watch them. It's like, that's the policeman gag from the Avengers where it's like, Captain America tells him what to do, and then he goes, "Well, well why should I do?" What you... And then, yeah, I'm like, I, I've seen that gag in the MCU twelve times now. Like, Iron Man three does it a bit. Yeah, it? do do it better, or find a way to invert it. Um, yeah, I, I thought, I, and 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 I similarly thought, you know, the the gags with Ben Kingsley really dried up by the time they got to Talo as well so I mean speaking speaking of like doing something a bit different the fact that they had their instructor and you know the masked person who was sort of jumping around and being oh yeah and then and then that just gets like unceremoniously ripped to bits by a soul sucker you were like who's this who's what's who's beneath the mask what's this guy's deal no for a big chunk of the movie I was like is their mother going to be alive and behind the mask oh yeah <laughs> no, that was not where they were going with it. I thought it. there was something going on. Maybe there was something going on and they just decided, do you know what? It's one yeah. element too much. Maybe. But yeah, they sort of just went, uh, look, to show you how badass these soul suckers are, they're going to take out the previously most badass character. Yeah. Yeah, I actually forgot that that soul, that soul, sub, that soul sucker stuff is really... Sh- really dull and crap yeah. I, just, I, I just forgot about that until now and the, like, the dweller kind of... the dweller in darkness uh, uh, just yeah. that but yeah so boring yeah. yeah um so the one the thing that i want to call out is uh and this is gonna be uh giving with one hand taking away with the other um i thought that this was a marvel film that I mean, you could you could not have you could not have told me that this was a Daniel Destin Cretton movie without knowing and be, me be able to guess it. It, it yeah, I, I I don't know what he I don't know what he did bring to the movie, um, but I didn't I didn't feel his stamp on it certainly. But the person whose stamp that I did feel uh, that I thought was uh, was one of the movie's big successes was uh, cinematographer Bill Pope or as he was announced for his Oscar nomination, Bill Poop. 
Um, so Bill Pope has, again, from from stuff that's relevant to us, he shot the Matrix sequels, he shot Spider-Man 2 and 3, he shot Scott Pilgrim, he's Edgar Wright's guy in recent years. Um, he's going to be shooting Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, and I thought that this was one of the better-looking MCU movies. I thought that I, it was... It felt like that's where the success with the fight sequences was coming from. That it didn't feel, it didn't feel like just a CG fest. It felt, it felt like the better Edgar Wright action sequences feel, which is real, um, and that they've got a bit of their own personality. And um, you know, it's a really obvious comparison, but the I thought the stuff in Macau. Um, fighting down the side of the building was really reminiscent of the stuff that Roger Deakins shot for Skyfall. Skyfall yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that Bill Pope was the was the kind of the the hidden star of this movie. Um, oh, he also shot the first Matrix, by the way. <laughs> That's that was probably more relevant than the sequels. <laughs> um, yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I would just like to call him out. Uh, definitely felt his stamp on this movie more than I did the directors. Um, but that's, that's the Marvel Sausage Factory. That is the Sausage Factory. We like the taste of those sausages. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I've got. I think I've got a counterpoint to mount to that. But you know, it's late. It's not. No, go on, say it. Go on, do it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure I felt the cinematography that much in this movie at all. Yeah. Uh, and Fine, I just think you. it. I just think. Uh, I think it's. I think it's probably hard to to you know at this level of the machine. You know this 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 scale of the machine. It's probably quite hard to deliver, especially when you say I felt Bill Pope's sort of voice more than cretins i just i just wonder whether you know the, the machine at this level is it's hard to know what second unit what's what's uh what's previs what's what's marketing what's you know like like there are there are so many fingers in the pie i i, I almost i don't i think what happens is that when the movies are great you know so for instance black panther oh but Panther's so good oh ryan coogler he's a genius i'm not saying you know he's not a genius but that was the consensus from that film. No, but uh, and then I mean, these, Reece... the lesser films, which we... is most of the films, it's sort of like ah, it's the director. You know, who, who, no, we, but... we, the, so we the... can, we'll share the blame around. The right? point. But... The point is that we can. We, yes, we we are never going to know exactly who to apply praise or blame to. But what I'm saying is, what I can see from Bill Pope's previous work, I see reflected in the action sequences in this movie. Um, I and and I think that some of the stuff in here. Particularly, you know, like that opening fight outside of outside of the Talo Gate, feels distinct and different to other stuff I've seen in the MCU. So I'm willing to give him the credit. I'm willing to join those dots and say I felt him there. Whereas mm. I'm I wasn't going. Huh. Uh, I, I I get a bit of the short term twelve vibe from that. You know, that's <laughs> I guess that that's what I'm saying. Good points. Well made. Let's go to bed. This right, is James. This is James' movie too. Let's fucking go to bed, mode. You can tell. You can tell. He changes his tone. Uh, I just know it. I know it. I, I know it. I agreed. But I agree as well. I, I, I have to work. 
Okay, so that is the end of our Shang-Chi discussion. We've discussed all ten of the rings. Oh no, we forgot a ring! Uh, no, no, we got, we got them all. We got them all. We got them all. Um, Reese, have you got a pitch for us? Of course I do. So obviously the best character in this movie is uh, Trevor Slattery, played by um, uh, Ben Kingsley. Uh, we all agree he's amazing he's incredible and he's going to continue to you know be involved in the MCU for years to come so just but nothing's announced yet so I would like for you to pitch me uh, you know the next Trevor Slattery starring or or co-starring project in the MCU Um, can be Disney plus can be a movie I think movie has the preference I'm gonna I'm gonna volunteer to go first Um, Trevor Slattery plays himself in Rogers the musical uh, he appears in Hawkeye. He's he finally finally got out of the prison, and he's yeah, he's playing himself on Broadway. The the part he was born to play. What is his role in Rogers the Musical? He's playing himself. But I mean, I presume that the Rogers the Musical is more of a kind of nah, a it's period just, piece, it's just, right? No, it's just it's just MCU shit. So he's playing. He's, he just he just plays. But he the... never interacts with Captain America. In, 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 yeah, in it's, like, it's all it's all happening in the same timeline. He's like, he's up like Statler and Waldorf in the box <laughs> as the Mandarin. He's playing himself <laughs> as the Mandarin in the Broadway okay. play. Okay, so he's kind of like a great <laughs> as the Mandarin in Iron Man Three. He's like aggressively being like antique sort of the world from the oh, box right, in the Rogers right. the Musical. Is that what you're Reece, saying? Reece, I'll tweak it. Down the road from Rogers the Musical. You see Hawkeye <laughs> goes to watch Rogers the Musical in the uh-huh. first episode. Uh-huh. In the final episode, he goes to watch okay. Stark the Musical and Travis Slattery is playing himself. Nailed it. Okay. I have more <laughs> questions, but I know that we all wish to go to bed. James, what's your what's your Joe Slattery pitch? I mean, not not a million miles away. My, my pitch is just, uh, you know let's say four episode disney series which is trevor slattery telling the story of the marvel universe as if he was the hero oh that's good um and claiming to have been there for all the pivotal scenes just inserted into the background of the movies and you know influencing events as if (laughs) as if he was the the linchpin of them and i'm seeing it as trying to trying to build his own mythology in a kind of rosencrantz and (laughs) gillenstone way I'm yeah. seeing it as like a Spalding Gray kind of like mon- like big monologue. Is it a, you know he's at a desk monologue to camera? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, has to. I mean, it has to be. It, it has to be that. Listen, okay. I, I I will just make a wider point here <laughs> that I think as the MCU has taught us, I think uh, on both ends of the spectrum this year, there is so mu- there is such a thing as too much of a bad thing. Which was <laughs> which was bringing Bucky back for an entire Disney Plus TV series, sure. and there is such thing as too much of a good thing as well. Like I would have said, yeah, give me more Trevor Slattery. They put they gave us too much. So you know those other MCU characters that I'd really like to see again, like Chiwetel Ejiofor or like Elizabeth Debicki. Maybe we never need to see them again. Maybe it's fine. Maybe <laughs> or if you're gonna do it, give them one scene and let them walk off into the sunset. I just think Trevor Slattery. He, he's probably the co-lead of armor wars or some shit i mean that just feels like what's gonna happen (laughs) he will be back yeah uh okay um joe's wins joe's answer was shit uh i've just thought something that would also be great just give him like Uh, like you know forky asks a question on disney plus (laughs) yes (laughs) give him just give him just like (laughs) give him the equivalent of that for trevor (laughs) slattery well good night everyone (laughs) 
better answer. The, 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 but the, the, the question yeah, is, you know, the, the game is closed. Uh, the game James is the wins. game is over. James wins. <laughs> huge. James, James is huge. Okay, so listeners, that was our Shang Chi episode. Um, uh, if you want to hear more from us, head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic universe. Uh, you can subscribe for three dollars a month or whatever the new crown is like two quid, I don't know. And how much is it James? <laughs> I think it's three pounds fifty. It depends oh, on the CO the CO two. Oh, three pounds? Three pounds. I don't know. Some three, three it's around yeah. there. It's great value. We do an episode every week. We done we we are um making our way through what if at the moment so there's all of our what if recaps we've recapped every episode of marvel stuff that the mc that disney plus has done so uh there's that back catalog there waiting for you if you do want to subscribe um if you've enjoyed this episode then subscribe on your podcast app of choice leave us a rating they those are nice as well uh, you can get in touch with on twitter uh all of us are at cine underscore verse i'm at joe on 14 james is at james hunt and reese is at reese you can email us at podcast at cinematicuniverse.com. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.